Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. On this very special 200th episode of the podcast, yeah, we can't believe we've made it this far either, but we're going to be taking a look back and doing a recap of some of the stuff we've been watching with a 200th episode whatcha and a retrospective uh, celebration uh, on Normies Like Us. Another human drinking game. Does their number have no limit? Nope. I'm sorry, Anakin, for all of it. Anakin's gone. I'm what remains. Are you ready for the most metal concert in the history of the world? Is that a rhetorical question? You heard it up top. In fact, you've heard it 200 times. That's right, because this yeah. is a special one. The 200th episode of Normies Like Us with your host, wow. uh, Colin. Mike. And this is Jacob. And we're still in the search for Joe, but his Katra is with me. Um, yeah. It's all of us, really. He's here in so spirit. He's here in spirit. Um, you know, Look, so, I just want to say, yes. it's been a long road getting from there to here. It's oh been a long God. time. But our, our time. time is finally here. That's we got right. faith of the heart. You're damn right. I have the NX-01 from Enterprise. It's the only Star Trek ship I own, and it's the best theme song, too. So uh, we had faith of the heart. We made it. Uh, maybe talk about some Star Trek later in this. It's going to be like a watch it, but like Colin said, 200 of these. That's pretty, uh, that's, that's a big a deal. I'm gonna, it's I'm an gonna anniversary. Week. Uh, 200 weeks. Yeah. yeah. Here's a yeah. 200 more, maybe, right? I'm going to be sipping on this adult beverage in uh, you know, honor of the, in the moment, right? You know, we did it. Um, that's right. I was looking back. It's it's pretty interesting. Some of the stuff we've been covering, like the early episodes. You know, obviously, we did Star Wars as like the first episode or one of the first couple, and Obi Wan's finishing up. We did Dark Souls, Elden Ring's very relevant. Um, so it's just kind of wild to think of uh, you know where we've come on this yeah. journey. We used to do it in person. Now we're remote. It's been an yeah. evolution, right? It's been it's been a long road, Mike. Um, I remember the Fast and the Furious episode with some great guests. Like that one had Cole. Um, mm -hmm. Just got That's like right. great memories of like learning like Jacob's like Fast and the Furious esque Lego character Xander. Like just oh, with right. the scorpion, like, perfect memory yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, I remember yeah. Uh, you know our Dark Souls episodes early on. Uh, I was all about Bloodborne. Mm -hmm. uh, it became a Bloodborne episode. Yeah, lots yeah. of good Bloodborne. fond memories, right? Of the Bethesda episode. episode was a became a Witcher episode. Now we have that show yep. on Netflix, right? It wasn't even right. a show at that point. Yeah. So a lot's yeah. changed. <laughs> yeah, there a lot was a the moment where, where I would just be like, Star Trek? I don't even know what that is. And now I feel like we're 500 episodes into you know talking what? about it. Mm -hmm. Colin, when we first started, I, even probably when we did the first Star Trek episode, oh, yeah. I was very much a Star Trek normie. And... Uh, mm -hmm. Since then, you know, I, I would say I'm pretty hardcore uh, Trekkie now, you know. I kind yeah. of uh, watch a lot of Star Trek, huge fan of the show now, so I guess that's really changed me. You know, this converted me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've become a little bit more comic literate. Uh, still not mm. reading a ton of them, but I do have, um, well, Berserk, that's a comic. It's a manga that yeah. I'm going to be reading. And uh, I got the Sandman and Neil Gaiman graphic novel so we're right Ooh, we're doing we some the horizon to look forward to yeah so i'm trying to catch up but yeah it's it's been quite a journey i think uh when, when did you we think start this podcast right 2016 was that the exact 2017? date i'm gonna say 2001 there's a specific day that stands <laughs> out to me that you i can't remember it september 
Uh, it was That's exactly right. 2018. So we've been doing this for wow, four wow, years. May. Wow. So over four years of uh, of normies like us. Incredible. We've I'm served fine. a presidential Let term. Let us be indulgent, normies. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're we're duly elected podcasters now. <laughs> and if you don't want to listen to this uh, love fest and little whatcha, we have covered literally almost everything you want to you Pretty want every transformers yeah. movie we've done it every star wars we've done it you know every harry That's potter good. we've done it like you know we've covered a lot in those 200 episodes yeah we have it's incredible we do some of those long form series they're definitely some of my favorite episodes i'm enjoying the structure we have now normies uh obviously we talked about that we did a little bit of a change where we'll do kind of a long watch at the end of the month and and Mm -hmm. more uh smaller watches as we go through and then throw in some of these cool watches but um the burnout of the transformers has to be what changed (sighs) this format right the revenge of the fallen really revenge us man (laughs) and that was only the second one This way, because if we were doing all the Star Trek movies week to week, you know, we'd be doing that for three months straight, but nothing else. So, yeah, I think it makes more sense to space it out and uh, and keep this content going for another year and a half, you know, yeah, Yeah, baby, to another 200. But uh, also, you know, happy Fourth of July, American listeners. Right. This is coming out on the 5th. We recorded ahead of time. So unfortunately, we won't be getting the final Stranger Things review that might be down the road, but we will be talking kind of the. You know, when we get into it, a little bit of that stuff, but um, hope that you had yeah, a good vacation. I think uh, we've vacation. done an Independence Day episode, and I think we've done a Jaws episode, Mike. So go back and fucking listen, yeah, to, listen those. to those. We got yeah, that yeah. covered. Yeah, we got it covered. So, uh, but yeah, happy uh, 4th of July, American viewers. Hope Fourth you July. shot off some hot dogs and ate Ooh, some fireworks. America. Ooh, America. Pow, pow, pow. Fireworks. <laughs> Down guns. with America. The well, it's one day where we're allowed to do illegal things and they turn a turn a blind eye right fireworks are technically right. illegal in many places but you know mm. not to get political let's uh talk about uh the normies like us right so thanks guys for being along for this whole journey again 200 it's wild let's ask one question before we jump into kind of this what you um what's your favorite <laughs> episode colin off the top of your head wow. your favorite wow. group I've, of episodes i've said this before that i re-listen to the halloween episodes when it becomes halloween just because oh, I, I really appreciate our clusters the spooktacular mics are so good <laughs> i i never want to exclude you guys but normies go back to the evil dead episode joe and i did oh, because it's yeah. literally two guys who sound like they did a bunch of cocaine talking as fast as they can about one of their favorite topics yeah <laughs> no it's great um, like in editing it i learned a lot and it is the enthusiasm is incredible <laughs> and mike puts a really cool sound design at the end where we get killed by zombies so thank mm-hmm. you for that yeah of course of course jacob how about uh, you you know, this is not my favorite episode, but the Halloween episode that we just did last Halloween about the, the franchise Halloween. Jacob, that was a really good one. You yeah, said of a bitch. <laughs> was that your is answer? That what you that's not my answer. I'll, I'll, I'll follow up with you. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> I think that was the most amount of that's the most amount of movies that I've watched for a single episode because I watched yeah. the entire franchise and most of them I had never seen before. But I also think, uh, you know, the Star Wars episodes that we did, I think those are some classic ones. We had on uh, Adam, friend of the podcast, Adam. He's always uh, mm-hmm. a great guest. Yes. So, uh, yeah, some good times in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, so your honorable mention, I have two. But, yeah, the Halloween, Halloween episode, because I, I was never a Michael Myers fan. 
And through that process of watching all of those, like I am completely converted. I love all of them, the good ones, except, you know, Rob Zombie. I, I won't maybe I won't watch those. But like I became, jokes aside, a huge Michael Myers fan of the character. Yeah. And like, you know, it, it really converted me, let's say, that that experience. And then again, some of the long watches, The Lord of the Rings, obviously mm. great to have a uh, Chris and, you know, Adam on those and stuff. It was it was yeah, a good time. we've so. had on, all our guests have been super great. Harry Potter episodes. Uh, we had some of our family members on those. That always really yeah. makes me laugh because that's just mm-hmm. such a fun family franchise. Please yeah, so we've had brothers and sisters on this show, yeah. right? Yeah, right. very cool. Cousins. Yeah. And I also just want to say the, the Buffy episode that we did last Halloween as well, that one, similar to the Evil Dead one, was basically me and Joe yes. uh, <laughs> on a bunch of cocaine, you know, describing the plot of me Buffy. Me being like, to but call the it. movie. You guys yeah. be like, no, not the movie. Yeah, yeah. And that's one that's, uh, you know, pretty popular on our YouTube channel. So check that one out mm. if you if you want normies. Hell yeah. Popping off. I think this is pre-YouTube, but a, another one um, is Karate Kid. If you want to hear one person yes. just oh, yell at people Henry. like they're on cocaine about something they the, love. <laughs> the series and saga, and I just watched the trailer for the new season, guys, so I'm so yeah. excited. But on this podcast, Normies, if you're not aware of what there's like, a whole the arc. Karate Kid franchise means to us, there's a whole arc of like separate episodes separate cobra kai episodes just like the the adrenaline and excitement it's, it will do yeah. another like it's the discovery of terry silver is one of the most precious moments uh, i think i've ever given to the world how, how can know? we do a 200 episode without saying the name terry silver on this <laughs> well he's, he's right? bankrolling this you know now that he owns the valley <laughs> i think we brought him back into cobra kai because I, our yes. enthusiasm for him brought a renewed sense of uh you know we need to bring terry silver back on the show yeah that that cocaine energy man we just put it <laughs> yes, out into the world absolutely. <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah incredible so it's been it's been awesome guys so um listeners you know tell us what your favorite episodes have been and we you know what you, you know if you follow the cobra kai karate kid arc and all that but um how about we just jump into a watcher we're just going to start talking about some of the stuff that's relevant again not Hell yeah. no, no spoilers for stranger things because we haven't seen it yet but we'll talk about uh, no it anyway <laughs> catch yeah. you after this <laughs> thanks We're back. We're talking normies like us. We're talking normies like us. We're just yeah. freeforming it. Uh, hanging out We're here. The we hope you're hanging out too. We're the normies. <laughs> and you're like us. Listen and you're us. like us. And We're you like normie. us. You really like us. <laughs> <laughs> we, instead of Gandalf at the end, we record that outro, Mike, please. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, who, uh, Sally Fields getting her right. an Oscar. I'll do my like best, Sally Fields. <laughs> normies really like, like us. They really like <laughs> us. Yeah. Normies like us. Um, We're back. Uh, Like we said, we're just going to jump in and talk about some stuff. Now, literally today, uh, we were texting and being like, make sure everybody gets your lunch break. It's like watching Uh like our special little show that we all like love to talk about. And Normies, you know what this is if you're following around. We set it up top. I wasn't a Star Wars guy. I am now because the greatest Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Trek show. People come after you. You got to watch out. I I, I wouldn't, but people would. Yeah. Uh, Will Wheaton come after you. Oh, my God. Please don't, Will. Um, New Worlds. We have to talk about it. We've got one episode left as of this record. So that's to put a stamp on us, Normies. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
the new the ninth episode came out today, the day we recorded this, not the day we're not all it. who wander are lost. Season one, yes. episode nine. Yes, That's we're reeling. We, I yes. mean, I'm, I'm feeling it was emotions. an intense episode. So spoilers all, for Strange New Worlds yes. beginning yes. spoilers, now. Spoilers, right. episode nine. We got what basically an alien movie in yeah. our Star Trek show, right? So yes. Alien meets uh, Velociraptors, which are the Gorn. Yeah, yeah. We can finally and, see them. Uh, we finally get yes. to see what, they, what yes. adolescents and infants look like. Yes. We haven't seen an adult, yes. but it's they're still pretty crazy scary. now to know that. Captain James T. Kirk fought one of those things 1v1. And they're like, you cannot do it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's Um, how strong Kirk is, you know? Just Right. Especially after watching these movies. No, that guy's a coward. (laughs) Coward. Um, But yeah, crazy episode. Uh, Wow. Some major plot developments, right? A major character death. Yes. Yes. Let's to say... um, go back we we've talked yeah. about we've done an episode on this there's you know if you want like the first handful yeah yeah yes but our relationship we've been texting about this show to say that these 10 episodes mm, I, I think mike and i were kind of maybe worried about how quickly a plot line wrapped up with the doctor last week and it mm-hmm. seemed like oh is stuff going too fast and then this one happens and yeah then, you know just reactions to that guys because talk about going fast it's like it's over. Right. Oh, but then you realize there's only 10 episodes in the season. So yeah. it felt like last week's episode was like, oh, that's wrapped up quickly. But I was like, wait, this season's almost oh, over. So it done. kind of yeah. makes sense it would wrap up. But yeah. I was I was very surprised by the ending of this episode with the major character death. Uh, that and another reveal. character potentially departing for an unspecified amount of time. Yeah, so right, we're yeah. almost losing two characters here. Uh, one and yeah. both of which I'm a big fan of, you know, and this yes. her character, I'm sure she'll never be back to the enterprise. No, 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 uh, no, <laughs> but uh, no, some major things happening and the character, I mean, we can reveal it, right? The character yes. that died. Yeah. Hammer, the chief engineer, the Andorian, the Anar. A-R. Yep. Yes a subsect of uh, Andorians that are blind and telepathic mm-hmm. uh, sacrificed himself because he became infected with the Gorn eggs. He became pregnanted. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. didn't allow abortions in space. So he had to, <laughs> that's the only one I'm going to throw out political right. job. I'm sorry, but, <laughs> but yeah, he, he, to save the crazy. crew, he yeah. sacrifices himself. I did because, not see that coming. No. Tasha Yar. He seemed, and I don't know that reference. <laughs> so he seemed like, such an integral part of the story and obviously you're getting the diversity in there and that he's played by an actual uh visually impaired actor which is fantastic Mm. and Mm -hmm. i just thought well this guy is just crushing this role i don't know what to think or feel or do what i liked about hammer too i'm so sad i was like this is our chief engineer like this guy is awesome like he's a little curmudgeony and then in the last episode he's playing along science like i'm like i really like hammer and the fact that he's dead it it is a bummer because it's like jordy was blind hammer's blind you know like we're getting a version of this kind of engineer but i'm I'm sad i'm wondering there's gonna be a casting uh notice for next season looking for a scottish actor we're gonna get young mr scott right do you because think I've, the 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 next steps for this show jacob are filling in those holes to get us to the original i guess i think those, yeah. there'll be certain nods to it because i mean you already have uhura you already have spock uh mm-hmm. i think scotty was the engineer on enterprise before kirk was made captain so 
if you served under Pike, it would make sense that he comes along at some point in the show. Ah, like so Hammer's got to go. Kirk on the show as well. Did you right. know James T is cast for next season, guys? I didn't know. Oh, that. is he? It is the actor from The Vampire Diaries, who I'm not familiar with, but mm. he's got a very interesting look, so mm. I'm excited. I mean, I'm okay with recasting this point. I've seen enough CG monstrosity that it's like, yeah, just get somebody else. to Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But um, re- really uh, a, a strong episode. Again, it's like um, one last hurrah with the cadets because cadets are advancing and, and then the, the senior officers are like, oh, we'll go down to the planet and then you get the alien you know, plot. So it's Pike and right. the senior officers with kind of the younger group and yeah. Uhura. So it's, it's a cool dynamic. Two new uh, ensigns that were named just in this episode that... And redshirted. Yeah. And Hammer had a red shirt, too. So we get yeah. three red shirts, more or less, even right. though they're not all wearing red. Um, I thought they were going to redshirt. What is it? Uh, Lieutenant. Samuel was Kirk. his name Dan? Lieutenant Daniel? Yeah. Duke? Is that his name? Duke. Lieutenant Daniel, Duke. Uh, Sorry. I would have yeah, had him be Dan. Chai or something. As soon as yeah. they're like, oh, this other ensign that's also here with Uhura. Hey, guys. Uh, she's probably not going to make it very long. <laughs> no, no. Um, but, yeah. And, and of course, Uhura is kind of questioning her place. Uh, doesn't know if she wants to be on Enterprise or what she wants the to do. The rotation has been very hoshi, as we've cool said, but yeah. Through yeah. Line the rotation, yeah, continue. Season. It's yes. amazing to have her start every episode with, here's who you're with. This is a little character interaction. This is, we're getting to know these people. I eat that shit up. Ooh, right. Hammer, dude. Team Ooh, Hammer. Man. Hammer, yeah. <laughs> Back at it again. I loved them doing the math uh-huh. together. It was so good. Well, and yeah. that's the thing is if his kind of final words to her uh, leads her to stay with Enterprise, then his sacrifice was was for more than yeah. just you know protecting the crew from the Gorn, but also a character sacrifice to kind of keep her around or something like that. And so. I love his, um, the, the ANRs, like you have to find your life purpose and his is to fix what's broken. And who was the most yeah. broken? Uhura. Like he gave her oh, a sense right. of, it's like, man, you did it, you know, in, in your last act. So, uh, Rip Hammer, have, great character. Yeah. And, and Dr. Mabengo, who said, uh, his daughter plot line kind of resolved kind of quickly. But then even in this episode, we have, the scene where he uh, there's a young girl survivor girl. that they find. Yep. Yeah, right. He, he still says, has the know. trauma of the fact that his daughter is a space god now. <laughs> but it, it right. comes up, which I did appreciate because that's what we were yeah. texting about. Mm-hmm. So he's still having sort of lasting uh, psychological you know, feelings about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and it it's good. Here's my hammer thing. OK. Yes. I almost said this to you guys the other day of how nervous I get that the bridge is so light on aliens because, look, Jacob is pro Ortegas. <laughs> yes. Mike, Mike and I are outing you You guys right don't now. like Ortegas. And From a personality and writing like standpoint. Fine that yeah. we don't like Ortegas. <laughs> I think she's great. My thing is pull her out, put an alien in there. And obviously, Luna <laughs> is an alien. Bach is an alien. Yeah. Emmer is an alien. I Some want aliens look more visuals. Exactly. Like a Klingon I, I on the need, bridge. I need, I need I, I, something like, I need a Bajoran. Right. I, well, that's even too little. I need a Cardassian. I need, yeah. you know, obviously. That would be crazy. You know but yeah. I, and they killed Hammer, the most alien looking. Of yes. The yeah. So, is that so money? That's, is that cost? It could well, be, but with 10 episodes, so on Discovery, who they have uh, uh, Saru. Saru, yeah. Saru. Doug Jones. And Which, uh, that's a yeah. very makeup intensive role. Yeah. Uh, so if you want the, the, a weird alien, you can watch Discovery. Yeah. But I also want good writing, so I'm I'm yeah. not. Um, but uh, I'm sure it's fine. But I prefer this Star Trek. And honestly, this is like 
my favorite show. Like I get so happy when when it rolls around. Like oh, Thursday it's Star Trek Day. Like it really just brings me joy. Um, and the fact that it's only ten is sad, but that means you know Jacob was texting earlier. There's no filler. It's been nine out of nine good episodes with no filler. Sometimes though, they're nice to have. But of course, the old model. Yeah, you know, for Star Trek shows, you know, TNG through Enterprise, they're always like you know, 25, 26 episodes a season mm-hmm. uh, because you want to you want to have enough material so that you reach syndication, you know, in like four seasons. And right. then, uh, you know, so it's sort of a financial reason, but also they, you know, that meant that the the actors would have to work longer hours, uh, you know, longer shooting schedule. The writers would have to come up with more stories and sometimes they're not always the best. That's why you have some... Sub Rosa, so we're looking at episodes. you. Yeah, even yeah. TNG... You know, everyone's um, most people's favorite Star Trek has its uh, not so great episodes. Yeah, so, skin of evil, a lot, a lot of some stinkers. Yeah, but on that. the other hand, sometimes I like a nice filler episode, a nice uh, hollow, hollow sweet episode. Go to Riza for an episode. Yeah, Riza yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing: as yeah. a side viewer or new viewer of Star Trek, when I start to learn these names like Ronald D. Moore, and I'm like, oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like recognizing and like getting into the style and taste of people's episodes. I agree with you, Jacob. I want those filler ones because like, I just want to see great writers explore stuff. I looked up the Wikipedia for strange new worlds, not a single repeat writer for the 10 episodes. They're all different. Wow. Obviously Robert Kurtzman is the showrunner, quote unquote, but he only directed and wrote the pilot. Right. And he's doing other stuff and fucking it up, Jacob. Like we know what this guy's doing. Like he's not running this show. Right. Right. I wouldn't say, I mean, in, this might become the sort of the flagship show of Star Trek now because yeah, of the I really hope perception, so. but I think they always wanted sort of Discovery to be that show. Uh, this might have surpassed Discovery in terms of, I don't know what the viewership numbers are on any of these, but in terms it, of critical Does Discovery get like 20? Do they get like 15? Do they only get 10 as well? Uh, I was looking today, actually. They get like 14 to 15 a season. Mm, so we'll get that next still. season then. Yeah. Sure. It seems weird that the yeah. 10, 10 seems like sort of a mini series. Like Picard was 10 episodes each season. It's a trial. It's a yeah. Netflix series. I mean, it's, you know, that's yeah. 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 It's only Yeah, this, this series only came around because of positive reception to Anson Pike Mount on Discovery. And, yeah. Actor pilot. Right. And so man. They, yeah, and just what a what a Anson Mount. He is. Colin said it earlier in these episodes. He is fast becoming potentially my favorite captain when he's like he's, doing the dishes. Like you can do two things at once. I'm like, I love yeah. it. I love this guy. Yeah, Mike, he's got a fireplace in the ship. Picard, here's, Cisco. Here's the thing. Pike. And then Pike. Yeah. I thought for these whole ten episodes, every episode would start with him being like, "My time's up. The clock's yeah. running. All that stuff." We. Haven't gotten a moment to check in on mm. that bullshit. Well, Instead, I will say, well, yeah. you get to highlight some great Captain Pike interactions. Yeah. When he's instead with fucking Mr. Spock on the planet with the Una species who have evolved each other and the lightning. The fire ghosts. Yeah, yeah. And Spock's like, they're not going to attack. I'm not going to become. And he holds his phaser up and the look he gives Spock instead because he knows he is going to choose violence. It's the interactions are so good still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. He was sort of born to play uh, Captain Pike or a, a Starfleet captain. Like he's, you know, he's got the look for it. He's got the charisma. And, um, you know, you're talking 
Colin, about his sort of backstory. They haven't mentioned it too much this season. I did watch the sneak peek for next week's episode, the season finale, and I think that will be dealing with it. You um, got to wrap it up. Got to bookend yeah. it. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but my so here's my theory on this, uh, mm. and they could go one of two ways. But uh, I think it's possible that the whole wrap up of like how do this, how will this lead into what Pike was in the original series uh, with you know the cage the and chair. the menagerie and all that. Yeah. Eventually. Uh, I, I have a theory that he's going to kind of find a way to like circumvent that somehow and thereby splitting the timeline similar to the uh, Kelvin timeline. So it'll be a different timeline uh, allowing him to, you know, be well, in the enterprise longer or something like that. Right. And if I may, Jacob, there's a popular yeah. fan theory. And as we're going through the um, movies of Star Trek, the feature films, there's a popular fan theory that first contact actually creates a branch timeline mm. in which enterprise discovery, all of these shows that are somehow more advanced than the original, original series, they branched off of like a first contact sort of, okay. But it doesn't make sense for anything before oh, Next Generation you. era, though, because that's still not there. But it's that's a little iffy. I guess when I get to First Contact, because I've been watching and we'll get this. Well, yeah, because they go interfere with Zephyr and Cochran and that affects all yeah, warp tr- drive. So from that point on, who knows? Right? But we also have, if you've watched Picard season two, then you know that there's this different Borg spec yeah. that's led by, uh, you know, this lady that becomes the, girl the, from, the drummer from Scott Pilgrim. Pill. Yeah, Alistair right. Hill. <laughs> Sex bombs drummer. Uh, Sex bombs. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, leading into a bigger Star Trek conversation. That's a very limited reference pool. A lot of Trek. I've been in. I've been a, a full-time Trekkie recently. Uh, and, you know, with my subscription to Paramount Plus, uh, I've just been going hog wild on these Star Trek episodes. And I've been watching Enterprise, the one series that I hadn't yet kind of got into yet. You know, I've seen all of DS9, see of all of Voyager. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on Enterprise. I've been blazing through those episodes. And I find it really interesting because that's a time period that's... So it's the first warp capable or first warp five capable starship that Earth had. So this is set like... Pre-Federation. Pre-Federation, pre the original series, pre-Strange New World. Scott Bakula of Quantum Leap is like yes. the first Starfleet captain. Captain basically. Jonathan Archer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically Archer. his dad worked with Zephyrin Cochran on the original warp engines, but it also deals a lot with the Vulcan Whoa. relationship with humans, the early Vulcan relationship where basically babysitting us. the first aliens <laughs> that humans met, but they kind of kept us away from they're like you're not ready you're not ready you're not ready and so archer kind of has a grudge against the vulcans because uh his dad basically developed the warp five engine but never got to didn't live to see it in action because of the vulcans being like let's be cautious you know they're wow. not ready yet they're impulsive humans it's little baby so, species going to space we can't yeah. just let them off the leash so right? interesting it but is a cool. lot of stuff you know andorians are a big part of it so you got the hammer connection uh, I was just watching an episode today that's Jeffrey about... Jeffrey Combs is a big part of it as a major yeah. Andorian oh, character. Oh, the greatest. The so, greatest. Yeah. I love him. Uh, mm-hmm. But I watched an episode today that featured two Borg that were frozen in ice from First Contract. And this is, you know, hundreds of years before... There we go. ...the Borg actually oh. come around. 
But because of the time traveling Borg from First Contract, they're caught under the ice, and it's sort of a thing inspired. So it could be true. Team finds them. That's so cool. So we had an alien, Strange New Worlds. We have a thing inspired Enterprise, right? And then they also have like Next Generation Klingons in the opening episode of Enterprise too. So that First Contract theory holds for me. But let me ask you a question, Jacob. Yeah. As someone who probably knows the most about Star Trek in the front of their brain right now. If you're trying to get somebody into Star Trek, do you think that Strange New Worlds is the best show to introduce them to? Because it has it kind of be. one of each ver- one of each type of episode, so to speak. Yeah, I think if you like Star Trek, you'll likely like Strange New Worlds. So, I guess but if you're a normie, like Strange New Worlds. What yes, would you show also, them? I think I think it would be a good episode to get into because it's it's modern TV. You know, it's not. Like TNG can be harder for some people to get into. It's not super fast paced like newer shows are kind of. It's more mm-hmm. of an acquired taste, I think. Um, and sim- similar for like DS9, you kind of have to stick with some of these shows through their not so great first season. It's a, Whereas this one, yeah, the best first season that a, a Star Trek show Easily. has ever had, right? I would agree, 100%. Because the best first season ever. Yeah, they've always had trouble you know, finding their footing in the first season. Every show has like every Star Trek show since original series, probably. So maybe um, deep space nine has a, probably the best well, pilot episode. Yeah. But even Baseball. deep space nine, I think it gets yeah. better. Like I think seasons three through six are better than like the first two. Yeah. This um, is a show where not a grower where the other ones are definitely growers, yeah. you know? So, so this is like, basically you can tell this is made by Star Trek fans, like the writers and, and people attached are fans of Star Trek and they're like, let's see how many different like episode tropes we can get through in a single season. So mm-hmm. we have the, you know, disease on the ships episode. We have the we have mutiny the, like, episode. We have the yeah. stranded on a planet episode. Yeah, it's like the greatest we'll hits of Star Trek. We'll just do a whimsical one. Yeah, right. holodeck episode, so to speak, right? Body they're showing all the tones. They've got a light, yeah. you know, more lighthearted comedy one. They've got serious, <laughs> they've got comedy, so they can kind of do it all. So it's the most like swiss army knife of all star trek where it's like whatever you want they probably there's probably one episode that you're gonna like because i think when people think of star trek it can be fairly narrow like oh it's this heavy philosophical which it it can be and i like that but it can encompass so many different genres and types of stories so it's like showing kind of the the flexibility of the format i think colin how do you feel about it well mike can i give you the barrier to your question yeah please paramount plus Ooh. Mm. Ooh, not a lot of people. I was have just it. on vacation. If this is TMI, I apologize. No, I brought my Apple T with Apple TV with me. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe somebody on this podcast shares his Paramount Plus login. <laughs> uh, uh, hypothetically, yeah. hypothetically, watch Star Trek stuff, right? Right. That would be that guy. Seems pretty cool. That guy is pretty cool. Very cool. It would be illegal, and we wouldn't condone that. <laughs> no, no. Um, we, we all live in the same house. It's a family plan. <laughs> We just like to record in different rooms. (laughs) I have two separate devices. I always get very nervous when somebody lets me log into their thing of not putting on too many things. So Mm -hmm. I have Paramount Plus in my bedroom thing, my Fire TV stick. I have my Apple TV on vacation with us, okay? Plug it in. One time late at night, Randy Brooks, my dad, says to me, Hey, you keep talking about that new Star Trek show. I don't have Paramount Plus. I'll never get Paramount Plus. Why would I have that? (laughs) Right. We should at least watch the pilot or something. I fucking light up. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You guys know his relationship. He loved OG. He likes mm-hmm. that one version of Star Trek and nothing right. else. 
I'm yeah, thinking this is the moment. It's so good. It's so easy. He'll like this. I brought the device that didn't have it. And because of that, we didn't fucking mm. watch it. And he was uh. like, oh, I guess I'll never watch it. And I was like, oh, like I was just uh. devastated. I don't want to on your Apple TV. Right, right. No. I think wasn't the pilot on YouTube? Not to like yes, invalidate I your experience. About looking for that, then you're using like the hotels thing to get into YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's right. not easy, not. and Paramount is well, here's not. Here's what I'll say about Paramount. Let's Plus. bitch about Paramount Plus. Yeah, Please. real quick. I know well, we always I'm do. But I'm just saying, as because... a subscription service, Jacob, don't yeah. you agree? It makes the barrier of entry hard for these original shows that are great that you can but, recommend. To people. That's I the think, war yeah, we're in. That's yeah, the thing is like. If you're not into Star Trek already, you you might not probably you're probably not going to be subscribed to Paramount Plus, or if you you know there would be no reason to because there's not a lot on it. Like Dad, I, what about I've the Godfather using, show? <laughs> South yeah, Park fans, Offer, maybe there's not Halo, a lot. Uh, but and I oh I watched this show uh, called Players, which was made by the the guys that made American Vandal. It's like a the esports you, uh, thing, it's a mockumentary about League of Legends esports. Uh, that right. was pretty oh, funny. But really, uh, and that's on Paramount Plus. But the thing is, like all these streaming services, kind of suck. Like I think, like HBO by has a lot of good yeah. stuff on it, but the interface I think is terrible. Like Netflix is probably the best interface in my yes, experience, at least. Hundred uh, percent. But I haven't been using Netflix really at all recently because I used to use content, it so. to watch Star Trek. I've been using Paramount Plus more than any other streaming service in the last couple of weeks, solely to watch Star Trek. Yeah, but that's if you're the not big watching Star brand. Trek. Like, yeah, um, they if don't it's have not a lot Star else Trek, going yeah. for them. Yeah, I hear you there. I, I wanted to complain about um, the UI one when you pause again, doesn't show you the pause bar. But I went in to change my avatar. This is a dumb nitpick and I'll be done quickly. Right. So you can pick your avatar on Paramount Plus. And I'm like, let me change yeah. it to someone from fucking Strange New Worlds. And all they have is like Star Trek Picard, 1885 right. and right. Star Trek. Dis- like they don't your favorite Halo character. Mike. Yeah. Like, right. like, why have you not updated your avatar list? Like with your most popular show? Yeah. It's like little I shit course, like that uh, that they get wrong. You know? Yeah. I, of course, chose old man Picard as my avatar. Uh, because the other options, there's literally no other options unless you want well, to. Be, I, yeah. I picked so, a cat from Discovery. I'm a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, you know, CBS. CBS All, All Access, Access yeah. Paramount yes. Plus, <laughs> Max. right? That's the evolution. I always want to bring that up to you guys. Yes, 100%. Paramount Network too. Obviously, real TV is dying, terrestrial TV. CBS does the best because they have these staple, like, you know, CSI programs that or NCIS that people just keep on for 50 years. Right? Everybody's parents right. love them, yeah. How long until our beautiful pillar of the streaming service, Star Trek, has to start sharing the slices of the pie. How long until they go, well, NCIS, you know, um, Maryland, that's a Paramount Plus original, and we're dumping right. a lot of our money and resources into that. Or, you know, whatever other CBS bullshit they put out. Well, I think they probably are doing that already because I don't think even Star Trek is their biggest hit. I mean, for us it is, but I think... I think like, it's what they're dumping the most money into, though, Jake. But even they Halo, really I think they probably were kind of advertising right. Halo more. And even with uh, so Yellowstone, obviously huge hit for Middle America, older the people. Second pillar, dog. Uh, mm-hmm. But they Rises fucking blew it because that's a CBS the audience. Way yeah, the rights work for the Yellowstone thing is Yellowstone. The show is on Peacock, I think. Oh, but it's on the they cock. have yeah. the prequel, which is 1983 or eighteen eighty three with Sam Elliott. So yeah, you can yeah. watch the prequel on Paramount Plus. But if you want to watch the the show, that's like the most popular with. Uh, 
uh, what's his name and everything. Kevin Costner and Kevin three Costner. more prequels coming, we should say, or spinoffs or yeah, whatever. It's a are. whole, it's a whole Yellowstone uh, shared universe. Now. Yeah, yeah, the Yellowstone cinematic universe. Show that no one our age watches or talks about, but is one of it's, the it's most. It's shocking. Shows I don't watch it. Right. I love yeah. westerns. I, I got to switch my avatar to Sam Elliott. I've said it to him. I've said that's the other thing you would watch, and he's like, I wouldn't like that. I was like, but the 1883 one has Sam Elliott. I think that's the Ooh. one we yeah. would like. He's literally he's they're like, on like no. the Oregon Trail or something. Yeah, yes, no, Sam Elliott is so. the man. He's the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. I watched that movie on an airplane. He <laughs> right, did both. Right. Um, let's circle it back around then to Strange New Worlds because yeah. uh, we've, we've done a bit on here. Uh, last character, it seems to be La'an, her connection with the Gorn. She's like, yeah. I got to help this girl get out. And I, I like La'an a lot. She really grew on me. Like the whole shenanigans Love episode her. with her and Una. Like you get to see her softer side, her doing the singing, uh, yeah. her kind of trauma background. And she's learning to soften up and, and like, you know. I really like Lon and like the fact that now our bridge officer, Tasha Yar, like we're losing our security officer, obviously for a different right. reason in this show. You don't know what that means, Colin. But well, I wonder, I mean, I know what that means. she might be, I mean, I'm sure she'll be back at some point. She might not be in this next episode, but she'll be back next season, right? I'm hoping so, but it's indefinite. We don't know. She's like, he says, take as long as you need, but you always have a place right. on the Enterprise it's, Pike. It was a wipe the board setup. That's what I'm so shocked by. I, I truly yeah. don't know, Jacob. Maybe well, it's like forecasting diversity. Like yeah, you know, Worf would resign his commission to go fight with the Klingons for for you know a bit. gain his family's armor or something. But yeah, I mean it's interesting. Like, and I wonder. I didn't read too much into it about like Hemmer. Why? They, like, if it was always the plan to kill him off, or like the actor left to do something else. I don't think he did. I think it was like the plan to kill him off. And they also, I think I did read something that said, you know. Bruce Horak, the actor that plays him, he's not done in the Star Trek universe. So I guess he could come back and Jeffrey Combs back, so. action. Let's just get him oh, in every yeah. alien makeup. That's yeah, just cool. bring him back. Right. That's a Star Trek staple. Um, very cool. Yeah. Armin I'm Schiffer. sure there'll be a mirror universe mm-hmm. episode at some point. So maybe we'll have a mirror universe. Uh, oh, or I wonder. Yeah, we'll get I don't those. I like mirror episodes. I'll be <laughs> I like no, them once, that's once per Trek. series. That's fine. Yeah. They're good in DS9. There's so the Enterprise one is good. The Enterprise one is very good. To it, it's shocking. Wow. Yeah, I don't know, Mike. But I wonder if they will because actually Kirk basically created the Mirror Universe in the original series, so this would be before right. that. That's true. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe they could. Also, but, Spock uh, gets angry in this one. But anyway, I think we've we've Spock touched on this. Yeah, and he couldn't I put the bottle. Ask, put it back in the bottle. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. And so we have him, you know, fighting with his, you know, human emotions, repressing them or not repressing mm-hmm. them. Uh. My question is just the Gorn. Like, do you guys like how they're being portrayed, their design? How did you feel about that? Such Colin. a good question, dude. All right. I don't think I'm going to get anyone in trouble for what I'm about to say. Okay. Some things were shown to me by people who worked on some merchandise mm. for the original J.J. Abrams movies. The fourth, when it came yeah. to... The second one, the Into Darkness, the, yes. what, what we will talk about, what ends up being that movie, yeah. mm-hmm. um, was a very serious Gorn movie mm. um, that had really animalistic monsters, kind of Jurassic Park-esque, but a lot of cool tech, too. If you look up some of the toys, they, they still ended up making these. Huh, interesting. Um, and they kind of showed me some concept art, too, of what the movies would have looked like. Yeah. It's... Very close, very close to what they are doing in this wow. now. So I think this has been gestating for a long time, pun intended. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah. Depending on the type it. of organism. Yeah. 
that um, classic episode is so good. Uh, the other aliens are really cool, but the Gorn, they're very inherently scary. Right. It, and it obviously is hugely, yeah, hugely inspired, like I mentioned, by Alien. They're, the they're bursting out of your body yeah, as, as infants. Out, uh, you get the ha- Alien 3 uh, POV shot of the alien chasing people in the It's almost Predator-esque, hallway. I was thinking, too, with the heat yeah, vision. It's like very predator. predator. Yeah, aliens meet Predator, meets, not V. It's a Velociraptor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Meets a, um, a Godzilla 1999. Yeah, but I thought they looked great. And my other question is, so I don't know the budget for this or the budget for Halo. But which do you think is mm. bigger? Having seen I, the effects in each show, yeah. I think this looked way better. And I don't know that the price, I don't know that the budget is that different. I would say even maybe Halo has a higher budget. I think Halo might be more expensive because this has reused sets. Yeah, but even that alien that we meet that like has the Gorn yeah, inside him. I don't even know what his species is. He looks really good. Like he's like he CG. Did. Yeah. The shot of Leanne icy crystal background her coat on phaser up with the egg you know is that is that the volume mike like are they it what are they using be. there is it real yeah that looked to me incredible and i jacob yeah. or did they build that engineering it, room i agree with you they dumped the most money into halo but right. i still stand by if you look at spread over the entire franchise of the fact that they're funding lower decks the other two live action shows picard you know kid show all those fucking prodigy to come back the kid right. show too all that money going to star trek i have to assume that the reason these are 10 episodes is because they said to alex kurtzman we'll give you some stuff to make it look good and i thought this looked really good yeah, yeah. i mean compared to halo i mean not to shit on halo too much but no, it deserves to be shit on. The people making yeah, that show should be ashamed. They should be ashamed. The, I mean, compare the Gorn and that the first alien that we meet in this to the elites and the brutes and in in uh, Halo. It's just like it's no Night comparison, you know. That's one of the best and, looking uh, like puppeted creatures. Even better than like stuff we've seen in Obi Wan. Like like that character who just dies unceremoniously. It's like one yeah. of the most intricate. Buckley? Buckley is great, yeah, and the Gorn are great. They're scary. I'm just wondering how how do they transition into knowing how to operate a spaceship from the form we see as their adolescent yeah. form or their infant form? Yes. But they're at least they're scary enough to yeah pilot spaceships and do different things like that. But their I'm growth sure we'll rate is super accelerated, so maybe the brain starts developing once they eat enough protein. Who knows? But they're they're scary, and I like the or they them. age fifty years like Baby Yoda or five hundred years. Yeah, yeah who knows? Who fucking yeah. knows? But it's great. I think, again, the show looks incredible. Like you said, I love that Pike has a fireplace in his quarters. <laughs> like, he loves to cook. I, mean, that was I, Cisco I love him. Too, but so, yeah. Yeah, he loves cooking for the... But he's he has less, Spock to do the dishes. He's like Cisco. Yeah. No, no. He's a, he's a salt of the earth, you know? You have yeah. a beer but with that's you. That's why I, I see Captain <laughs> Pike as kind of a combination between, not Picard, but I would say between Kirk and Cisco. Uh, just his character traits. He's a very Kirk Cisco hybrid to me and i can't uh, live with it yeah <laughs> and he he just really wants to connect with his crew uh one-on-one like and that's another archer thing that i like too because archer and enterprise uh has what would have like breakfast with each crew member like on a day-to-day rotation basis, like, yeah connect with them and stuff so oh i just appreciate a captain great. that gets to know it like, even who are even the cadets he's very open and encouraging yeah. to you know yeah, yeah it's not like elitist and like you know, he wants to talk to the ensigns and all that stuff. So good job, Anson. Born Mount. to play the role. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Season two, we better get a character named Ensign Mount. I will be very upset. I said it <laughs> earlier and they better do it. You can have that very for good. free, Paramount. Alex, that's for you. Um, 
but yeah, I think uh, maybe now it's transition, talk about another space show on another platform, uh, another plus, as it were. Maybe talk about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi has finished uh, right after this break. Normies like us. We're back. The transporter's powering down. Our lightsaber's powering up. I'll do what I must. Move from one universe to the other. That's right. Um, But really, lightsabers are actually kind of powering down, too, because we're about to talk about a uh, show where they're not incredibly effective. Would you guys say? Well, no. No. You can get stabbed in the chest, and unless your name is Qui-Gon Jinn, you will survive. (laughs) Uh, Ooh, you really got me there. You can be cut in half. Like forty minutes, though. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, well, that's cut in half and be fine. Yeah, Yeah. some robot legs. But if you're stabbed once in the middle, you could die. If your name's Qui-Gon, his species, his heart is literally next to his stomach, so he's (laughs) Mm -hmm. like, oh, that was the kill shot. They have three hearts, and they're if one of them gets damaged, you're dead. Um, That's uh, where his brain is. It's near. As he's talking to Obi-Wan, all that stuff about take care of the child, that's like a fever dream. He's just like dying. <laughs> he just needs a Snickers. He's very hungry, too, because um, it's right next to it. But um, so Obi-Wan is finished, right? I think there's, you know, the general consensus is not as good as Mandalorian season one, but the best thing they've done for TV besides that. Like, generally, people say it has I decent guess. highs, but the best there's... thing other than the two things. I don't yeah. know. Well, it's better than Boba Fett. Better what than I'm... Boba Fett, so it's not the worst thing. I think it's that. a series of peaks and valleys, and the peaks are yeah. pretty high and the valleys are pretty low. That's how I look at it, and maybe the general. But how do you guys feel about this? It's over. Full spoilers for Obi-Wan, by the way. Yeah. My whole take on it is that I think a show was unnecessary. I think it could have been a movie 100%. or a trilogy of movies. Uh, and I think not a trilogy, format, but don't give them that idea, please, please. Don't, one don't, movie, don't, reel it in. <laughs> uh, one movie or a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you'd have to cover more ground than this season covers. With what? What else do you want to see? This you, old, dirty they're old making man a do. season two. They will make a season two of the show. I guarantee you. Oh, they yeah. They haven't they announced it, it yet, but they. I'm sure. guaranteeing you. If it's was watched by enough people, they will. And I think it's unnecessary. I think the format of the miniseries did not do anything to help the show. Uh, because it was felt so padded out. And like you said, You've brought up the point that sometimes, I, I, one of you guys has brought this up where it's like, okay, we have the material for a movie, but because we have a streaming service, we must stretch it out. And then it, yes. it does kind of kill it sometimes. Some, you know? Totally. Well, a lot of things that um, would have been a movie in the 90s or even in the early 2000s are now, I think, stretched out to become a prestige TV miniseries. I think that's not just in Star Wars, just that's a whole... Because we need to get people on our streaming service. We need it on our show. The word subplot does not exist anymore because when executives hear that, they go... That's a second plot. That's two. If a thing has two things, that's a show. (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 no. So it's just it's again, it's just part of the whole movie industry. The only things being made now are big blockbusters or very small independent films. There's not the middle movie anymore. And that's now the The middle movie is prestige TV. TV. Yeah, you're right, Jacob. Um, So so I'm looking at this show and me and friend of the show, Adam, we have downloaded um, for research sake, the HD versions of these episodes. And we've started to try to see if we can cut them into a movie length thing, like a fan. Wow. We're we're working on it. Um, It's, it's, it's slow going. Genius. Um, it's hard with the material that's there, but I think I have figured out what the show should have been. And if you would indulge me, I would like to pitch 
the art. Jesus right? Christ, absolutely. So what we have in the show text is she's kidnapped Obi-Wan, go get her. I go to the planet and get her. Then I lose her. Then we rescue her again with the rebels. Then we're chased by Darth Vader. I fight Darth Vader. Everyone's good, right? The, what the show what? should have been. So we have two rescue scenes. That's out? the problem. Okay. I would have one single rescue scene. And the way I would do it, Obi-Wan, Leia's been stolen, go do it. Okay, shit, I got to go to this planet. And then Leia is not on Cyberpunk Planet. And then he's just doing mystery stuff. He meets right. Camille Nanjiani. Where could they be? Then the Inquisitors show up. Hey, you dumb idiot. We tricked you. She's not even here because you're a dumb idiot. And Anakin's alive and he barely escapes, right? And Camille Nanjiani oh. tells him how to get out. Okay, that was my question. You know? Are you cutting out Kumail and Mini Ice Cube from this? No, because that's how we're introducing him to the Rebels. So it's like, oh, you got to get oh, out of yeah. here. The Inquisitors tricked you. I feel bad because I'm pretending to be a Jedi. I'll get you out of here. Then he meets the girl who's a pretend emp- Imperial. No, the Imperial. Well, Reva's there. Oh. Reva's in Cyberpunk Planet. And he has to escape them. Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, we got you. Oh, the, then he, the lady that sacrifices herself. When he yeah. leaves Cyberpunk Planet, he meets oh, her. And they're like, where could Leia be? They probably took her to the Inquisitor Palace. Then we have the one rescue scene in the Inquisitor Palace. And then right. they barely escape, and then Vader chases them, and he's like, I must go on my own. But instead, we get a rescue, and then she's lost, and then another rescue. So the structure as it is is poor. But there's a whole yeah, movie yeah. where Obi-Wan's investigating by himself in the seedy underground, and it's like, that's much cooler. Right. And then he's trapped think, because he didn't see it coming. Like the, it's, it's possible they yeah. just didn't do it. I think that might have made yeah. it better, but at the same time... Leia was too much like, in the show is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. She's in it a lot. Uh, yeah. But I think my my other problem with the show is just that it felt very like low rent. Like even the stuff that was like interesting to me, like the action scenes and stuff, they just didn't feel very well done and it felt very like T V scale. In a yeah. movie, I think there's just a different scale that movies generally have, at least good ones, and uh I don't know. I was just like, oh, it's like they're all I it just felt like they're all on a Star Wars set. You know, the, the volume is very present in several shots, especially yeah. like the third oh, episode. Yeah. And it really we throws do, me out of it. And when they're on it Tatooine, bad. it's just like it literally just looks like they're at Galaxy's Edge, like filming at the canteen. Yeah, or something. yeah, like, yeah. Doesn't look so, great. I think the problem is they were trying to make two shows. One show, and this is what Ewan McGregor is making the show, where Obi Wan has trauma over Anakin and he needs to work through it. And then the second show is. Obi-Wan and Leia becoming best friends on a little adventure, right? right? And they should not have done the latter. It should have been pirates shooting up Bail Organa's house. We're taking your daughter. And then it's like, who are these guys? Why do they want her? And then we find out, oh, it's the Inquisitors and they're trying to bait him to bring him to Vader. That's the plot. But he's never like putting two and two together in the show that we have of like, why did they take her? Oh, to get to me. It's like very clumsily done. It could have been a lot better. Yeah. And one of the things I liked most about the series was the Reva character in her whole arc. And yeah. I thought that could have been, been handled better. better. Yeah. But if you make that, if you condense her arc into a movie and have her arc kind of mirror Obi-Wan's arc, I think that would have been a better movie. And I, yeah, I would have cut down on the little kid Leia stuff. Uh, yeah, no, it's about Obi-Wan and Reva. Right. They're the two main right. characters. Yeah. Like, yeah, so anyway, it's an interesting yeah. take on like, you know, her being a youngling and then like who went to the dark side to simply play Vader. Yeah, right? but she's like, still like revenge. she does a bunch of like evil shit. Like she like cuts someone's hand off. She like kills people. Yeah, so she's definitely bad. But she also wants to kill Vader. 
and I thought they could have done more with that and like even have her and Obi-Wan team up at some point, but really it just kind of ended with, uh, oh, Anakin knew the whole time that she was going to betray him or whatever. Yeah. It was just kind of lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I hope your movie kills her at the end, Mike. Uh, look, here's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She, she does not go to Tatooine. She just lays on the floor in that <laughs> hangar. Yeah. You guys are trying to fix this show. I'm right. trying to figure out unsubscribe from disney plus <laughs> no just i'm i i don't want to even be involved with it because i think it's unfixable what it does to just star wars canon at large and i don't want to be gatekeepy about it but mm-hmm. when i watch this show nothing in me registers or thinks like yes and of course and then logically two old men at one point when they meet each other just go bop bop and then he disappears in his robe and yeah. everything's done for it's a very different era yeah. We can do it's you know epic. It's this. It's exactly what Mike said. Of it's it's the two minds of the quiet trauma, the sadness. If you make that show, you have to admit that Obi Wan gives up and does nothing. And I think there's just a subset of other Star Wars fans who are like Obi Wan wouldn't ever do nothing. He he go he went on a million adventures. He probably right. saved Leia on one of them. And you're like, he probably like saved no, Leia on one of them. What are you talking about? Well, that's the, the well, now we know. thing is that anytime <laughs> him and Anakin have a confrontation, neither one of them can die because they both need to Nothing be alive can later. Right? Can kill Anakin. Jacob. He just has to leave. Nothing of consequence like, will happen. It seems yeah. out of character for him to just leave Anakin again after what happened in Revenge of the Sith. It's out of character for Vader to walk away after he crushed him with rocks. Like, yeah, that's probably yeah. good enough. You know? Oh, <laughs> we'll probably meet again a couple times. Yeah, yeah. So, so intrinsically, things cannot have consequence, but you can do character yeah. growth moments like... You didn't kill Anakin, I did. And you see how much Vader like loves being evil and you're like, damn, okay. If he's my like smiling all for, the time when he's murdering, like come on. Yeah. He kills a he snaps su- a kid's neck. Disney did that, you know? <laughs> yeah. My suggestion for a Kenobi movie like if they hadn't made the show already, what yeah. I would have wanted from a Kenobi show would have been like an entirely unrelated to the Skywalker saga adventure. Like Kenobi He's still doing stuff. It's just other Jedi stuff. It's not connected to Luke and Leia at all. That's what I would have preferred, actually. But, of course, there's less, like, fan service and references right. that you way. You could have a whole show where he's just trying to find other Jedi survivors and getting them to save Yeah. And then the Inquisitors yeah. are involved. That's a whole thing. And you have multiple seasons of that. And you don't need little <laughs> kid Luke and Leia. Like, I don't know who asked for that Once that. I yeah. don't. But, I mean... It is what it is. So, so Red Letter Media has done two reviews, obviously, um, on the Obi-Wan show. They've covered it in its entirety, and they, they'll say, like, yeah, you know, Star Wars created bankrupt, stuff like that. But it's, like, really canon. Like, Colin, you're saying, like, I can't care about canon, and that's what they say, too. Like, you can't care about canon and like Star Wars. It's, it's impossible right. because it's so right. messy. Yeah. But the salient well, point like that Star they bring Trek. up. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't There's care about Star Trek canon, canon anymore, either. There, too, yeah. I just but don't I'm care. Not precious. I, I say this all the time. Yeah. My whole thing is Star Wars was bad when I was a kid. It used to, pedestal wise. When people, we were, yeah. Pretty here's bad. the thing. When people are like, why does anybody even care about this whole thing? Here's the thing. When we were really little kids and our parents were young, mm-hmm. they would say things like, Star Wars is the best movie because that's unlike anything I've ever seen. And they had that whole thing. Yep. And Star Wars came around for us and it was bad. And I never have to be precious about it ever again because I remember when Star Wars was bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever prequels, it is now, I don't care. 
Yeah, there's no. been a, a movement to see the That's prequels fine. in a better light. Than I'll they were never believe that because <laughs> I lived through it and I remember yeah. what the actual reaction was and how mean <laughs> and dumb everybody was about it. Right. Me included. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this show uh, does. Well, I, I, I want to off that. It, it positions itself in a weird space, too, because it's like a sequel to the prequels, but then a prequel to the original trilogy. Like it's in this weird zone where we're mixing kind of these worlds and so it is yeah. trying to lift a lot of different things that's why I mean, we get Luke and Leia but uh, also Anakin yeah you know yeah. it makes sense from a perspective of, uh, perspective of having Ewan McGregor the, the current age that he is which now, I love like, he was yeah. great in it like let's yeah, I, I think he was great we're gonna make an Obi-Wan thing let's yeah. do it now while he's his current age yep uh, but well first of all they didn't do what I wanted and maybe they'll do it in season two if they make it Dexter Jetster cameo. Where's my Dexter? Yeah, Jetster? come on. Oh, hey, kill uh, <laughs> That's all I want. Go to Here's, Coruscant. Can, can I just say diner. more fascinating stuff? If you want stuff like that, Jacob, right now in the Marvel Star Wars comic books, I believe like issue like thirty-seven just came out, which shows mm. you like literally how short. Like it's it's this continuous thing, but like it's manageable if you wanted to jump in. Right as Darth Vader. Post the killing, you know, sort of like back in the episode three after post order 66. Yeah. Wanting to go visit Queen Amidala's memorial. And when he goes there, there are six warriors in front of him who say absolutely not. These women who are badasses, some of them have scars all over their faces. Hmm. And they say you will never desecrate this place because we know who you are, because we are. The handmaidens of Amidala. That flashes oh. back wow. to those outfits from episode one. It's fucking <laughs> Kira Knightley's actress. I'm not even kidding. It looks wow. exactly like her in the cartoon wow. or in the drawing. Stuff like that. That's the fan service I can deal with. If you want that world, guys, it's there. That's yeah. almost what Star Wars is. To me. I don't even need <sighs> yeah. it anymore. Listen to our latest Star Trek episode, the third episode, where I talk about how Star Trek has sex and it's inherently better than Star Wars mm-hmm. now. That's what yeah. I maybe feel now. Yeah, yeah. I think I honestly, it's... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, yeah, you, you first. I'm just agreeing with you, Colin. Like, you know, if you would have asked me, you know, when we first started this podcast, if you would ask me, do you like Star Wars or Star Trek better? I would have said Star Wars easily. I'm mm-hmm. always, I always was a Star Wars kid growing up. But now, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a Trekkie. I'm a full-blown Trekkie. Yeah. And, uh, and Star I, Wars has never been in a worse spot, really, than it never. is now. So. No, it is not living long and prospering. It is d- no. dying a slow and painful death. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm okay with that. Like, I think doing Transformers taught me a lot. It taught me that eventually everything, everything will just become a corporate shill, shell of itself, yeah. and just let go. Like, Star Wars sucks now, and it's okay. Everything's going to suck. Taste, when you taste that sweet, sweet Bumblebee, Mike. <laughs> oh, That's what man. I'll say. When he says hello there for that one moment, <laughs> I am right. happy. See, that moment, I couldn't even take it seriously because it took me out of the moment for him to say hello there. That's the first thing he says to 10-year-old Luke. Mm-hmm. And you know, he only yeah. said it because it's a... And then Luke pulls out that. seven lightsabers oh, and think? starts spinning them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How dare you say that to me? <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek or anything that you loved as a kid, no matter what they make yeah. that changes the canon, prequels, sequels, you can always go back to the original Look and in still vacuum. enjoy that for what it is. And so no matter how many dumb shows they make, it's yeah. not going to take away the fact that I still love the movies, certain movies, and uh, that's yeah. not going to change, right? So no. you just have to as, let it go. 
That's where I'm at too. You know, like I didn't kill Star Wars. Disney did. Right. And I can let that go. (laughs) I can let the grief go like Obi-Wan and live a normal life. Like it's, it's dead and it's not my fault. I mean, I would like the memories of Star Wars movies. I would like good shows, good movies. Well, you're going to get movies whether you want them or not. And you're going to get shows whether you want them or not. The only movie they have planned now is the untitled, Taika Waititi, Waititi project. project. Yeah. Like he doesn't even know what he's going to do. No. Uh, but after no. some of these early reviews of Thor Love and Thunder, I don't know because it's not yes. getting so great reviews either. Oh, so. geez. Well, we also know now, obviously, Patty Jenkins, whatever's happening with that Rogue Squadron thing, I personally don't think that's ever going to happen. Well, with Top Johnson, Gun success, it might fucking come yeah, around, I, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, we got to Top oh, Gun with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, we're ready. We also yeah. know that John Watts is making a child-oriented, Amblin-esque uh, Star mm-hmm. Trek movie starring Jude Law and like a group of orphans or something. You no, know, I love what? it. Law. <laughs> and, a Jude Law yeah, orphan That sounds movie. like it's made for one person and he <laughs> happens to be on this podcast. The, the writers the are a us, fan of us, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, we no, have no. what that Resistance show, the uh, Cassian Andor. Cassian Andor. We have yeah. the Acolyte. We have uh, Fallen Order 2. Rosaria Dawson. Yeah, Ahsoka's yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah Ahsoka's yeah. coming. And Ewan McGregor can show up in any of that content. And oh, and Caden yeah. Christensen because flashbacks, you know? Well, Darth Maul should show up in the Oh, Ahsoka. I guess so. They can do all of that shit with yeah. the flashback. Ahsoka yeah. is tied to all that. The Mandalorian is tied to Darth Maul because he kills Obi-Wan's yes. girlfriend with the Darksaber. It's all together That's at this point. That's the main point. thing that will get Mando 3. Which yeah. should we say, and we all watched, obviously, to the end, Obi-Wan, right? Yes, we finished. So, yeah. so full spoilers. Let's just talk about then right at the end. Mm-hmm. We got Qui-Gon again. You know, let's, yeah. This will be the last thing for we like say, a second. But, yeah. but Jacob. For Liam <laughs> came and said like, one line. How's it going? He no, did, did he, was that yeah. good Hold enough on. for you? Did he say, did he, I think he said, it took you long enough? It should have said, it's taken you long enough, right? It took you long it's enough. It's taken. Yeah. Beat Beacon you long enough. You like long they enough. Got, they got Liam Neeson. <laughs> I see to you like, save someone's daughter. And they're like, "Hey, can you film this line in front of the wig? Looked terrible. It yeah. did not look like Quagon at all. It looked as bad as Mark Hamill looked in Rise of Star Wars or whatever that's yeah. called. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did not need to speak. I think that should have just been a nod. And obviously, Correct. yeah, and that's a tease for a season two that hasn't been announced or confirmed, but. You know, if enough people watch this one, that it'll get a season two, and maybe Qui Gon will be a bigger part of that season. Yeah, as a Force ghost, I guess. Yeah, again, it's fine. It's inconsequential because you can't change anything between episode three and episode four. But you know, it's, yeah. uh, people like Qui Gon. He could push his consciousness in a body like fucking Snoke or whatever, and be like, right. "I'm, you know, I'm Qui Gon now. <laughs> Goodbye, and go on an adventure." Somehow, Palpatine has returned. We don't understand right. how. I'm Cassian Andor. I've been him the whole time. Mike, you have no fucking clue what he could be. Don't you dare say it can't change it. Science is cloning. Dark science secrets only the Sith knew. Dominic Monaghan told me that only the Sith knew those secrets. Only the Sith do such dark things. In the Rise of Somehow Star Wars, has returned. only the Sith know how to do that. It was explicit. And only a Sith deals times, with absolutes. How many times can Obi-Wan cross paths with young Luke or young Leia before it's like, okay, how do you not remember this when you're, you know, yeah, 18, exactly. In 10 that old pervert who used to watch me on the. You gave me a toy. No, no. <laughs> when my dad said not to oh, bring a no. toy over, like, and he the brought Leia it over. stuff is already like 
you can't no, watch a new I hope and be like you. oh she's supposed to like remember him like i don't know but i yeah, believe Cannon's your name done. is ben kenobi you are friends <laughs> with my father it's all a yeah. code it's yo know, you don't understand it's their secret code uh-huh yeah, yeah, we yeah. really we became really good friends when i was like 10 you remember that you adventure you fixed we my robot on? Yeah, yeah. Carrie's I thought you dead. were my dad. There's no lines that they're going to be able to record. Okay, don't touch it. That's yeah. my thing. Well, they can well they're already the, using a robot for AI, James Earl Jones. James Earl so. Jones yeah. <laughs> and Luke, Luke Skywalker. I'm sure but, they um, could make her say, I remember you. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. The, George, yeah, who, who fucking cares? That's my review of Obi-Wan. And he's my yeah. favorite character in Star Wars. And there was some decent stuff. But again, the, the, even the fights, it's like two gray rock quarries. So it's like, eh, yeah, you know. cool. Well, let me cool. ask you this, Mike, as the last question. He does. Wait, wait. Yeah. He does get buried under rocks and rises from the dead. He literally becomes space Jesus. So we do get confirmed that <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi is space Jesus. I guess. That's the best thing you get, I guess. He has a resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, go ahead. So when this was coming out and like Ewan McGregor is doing press for it and stuff, he was super excited about it. And he was like, this is going to be like, like Logan. Okay. This is gonna be Logan level writing. Okay. And I feel like that's what everything <laughs> wants to be now. Like Picard, they're all trying to be Logan where they can wrap up this beloved character in like a really sentimental way. But you know, this ain't Logan, right? I, I no, no. That, uh, you know, the, the take for, my old Captain Jean-Luc, this fancy French guy on a spaceship, should be that it's the most serious thing and we just have to put a pin in it in the most serious way. Yes, Jacob, I 100% <laughs> agree. That is what they're chasing. And I don't yeah. – nobody respects the tone of what it was. They just go like, no. we're making it in 2022. Things are so dark. Shouldn't it reflect the world? Yeah. I what mean, if Obi-Wan was like – upset about like trump being put in and you're like i don't right. know I, yeah. I don't know star wars is goofy to me and i remember alec Guinness being an old man and just being goofy okay <laughs> sitting right. on a so log is a ghost yes yes <laughs> picard was really bad because and i don't blame patrick stewart for taking a paycheck at you know 85 or how old he is like Get your mind. He eats weed all day. He doesn't know where he is. His yeah. grandchildren it, need college money. Feel like the same character at all? Like it's like he forgot no. how to play Picard from the eighties. Um, but I don't. You know, it's uh, yeah. We're not. We're not talking about that. TNG and watch that. So exactly. Yeah. All your all franchises these legacy you love sequels, will get prequels. killed. Yeah. yeah. You just got to go with it. Disney's going to own everything eventually. Just accept that and uh, accept your evil overlords just pick your favorite taxidermied corpse put it on display every once in a while when you're feeling nostalgic and then put it away otherwise yeah. you know i just wish the state of the world and normies i hope you feel this way too is that people would just stop telling me to accept things there's a lot of things that happen when people are like just accept it just give up and i'm just like yeah. okay uh, uh. soldier boy fab five freddy told me everybody's fly dj spinning i said my my flash is fast flash is cool francois Sabah, flash ain't no dude and you don't stop Go out to the parking lot and you get in your car and you drive real far. Man, well, you know, that's probably as good of a that's probably as good of a transition as any to go talk about a world where people are told to just accept things, but it somehow feels better than current reality. The boys. Uh, there's a lot of things you need to accept when it comes to the boys living in that society. And uh again, this series is just about done this season, but to talk briefly right about the boys another yeah my second favorite show on tv after strange new worlds i look forward to those two nights of the, of the week oh it, it beats it for it's me been, it's the one where the boys I is number one for you go, 
ooh, 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 I text you guys. Like, I got my little show that I'm turning on. And I, I watch it with it Chris, I, yeah. friend of the show. We it's, do like a watch party on Amazon. That's really oh, nice. That's cool. I text my father yeah. first thing in the morning. And by lunchtime with the time conversion, he's like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, Great, that's very fantastic. Cool. Let's talk. So we are loving this. the boys. Yeah. Yes. The boys. And there's not many shows on on right now like this that does the political satire, the political commentary, not just the superhero commentary. And just case, satire, you know, mm-hmm. just satire of the world we live in, the state of things. Um, no other show is really doing that a lot. And I like some, you know, political commentary in my shows. And uh this is really hitting the spot when it comes but to it that. But it feels so yeah. rich. The whole background world feels so developed, Jacob, because yeah. you just – every comment that they make, you go like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're going there. They're doing that. That's the take. Oh, my God. <sighs> Some of the and standouts about- this season is like A-Train yeah. stuff where like he's trying to like co-opt his – you know history right. and he's like – you know, he's half-assing it and it's like so ingenuine. Yeah, and like, yeah. you know, obviously the Trump parallels with uh, Homelander taking over Vought and uh, like yes. there's there's so much good stuff there. And like I, he- I hear a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm sick of superhero stuff. But it's like this show is not, it's like literally character work. There just happens to be superheroes in it. But like the character yeah. drama, this show deserves a lot of Emmys. And I think this season we're getting the best performances out of this entire cast that we've yeah. seen in the run of the show. Yeah, it's it's, it's firing on all show. cylinders. Right. It's not a show about superheroes. It's a show about, you know, the, you know, superhero movies, basically. Like it's a it's a antithesis to the best celebrity culture. Is. Yeah. And and the wielding of power, whether to influence the masses or do like, you know, yeah. terrible acts of violence. Like you said, right? like the, about power. the universe is so well developed now. Just think back to season one and how much of the lore of this world they've expanded on and built on in a believable way. And I don't know anything about the source material comics, but I know that they're, uh, there's certain considered worse. Yeah. And this is like, uh, they generally. changed like, like Eric Kripke, the guy that, uh, the showrunner, right? He supernatural Joe's boy. Supernatural. Yeah, we love Kripke around uh, here. Joe's yeah. hero. Mm-hmm. He the Katra spoke out like, right actually now. Actually made it like better and like palatable because there's certain things about the comics that, it's just like edgelord it's for vile. edgelord's sake. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Right, and this and that's is Garth like, Ennis. That's kind that. of his thing. He's he's kind of tasteless. Right. He's the preacher. It's guy. like that's exactly ta- right. it. Takes that he cut off Quicksilver's arms uh, and legs. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just this, so anyway, the show takes that edgelord angle, but like refines it to focus on the world we live in, kind of, and holds a mirror to society. You know, and and I like shows like that. Me too. I, I enjoy those commentaries. The way it deals with like you know, sweeping things under the rug, even the way they bring the deep back in. And it's like, dog, this guy like sexually assaulted one of the characters on your TV show or one of the, one of the right. seven. And it's like, we're just going to do this PR play. Like, Oh, I'm changed. And it's like, you see this stuff in real life and to see them like shoving it in your face, almost just being like, yeah, think we'll about Scientology. it. Yeah. And it's the big wild. thing that I like from this season is soldier boy. And you see the flashbacks of him fighting Which, in Jensen like, Ackles. Uh, conflicts in like South America fighting like communists and stuff. Iran Contra, Contra yeah. scandal. Yeah. yeah. So good. But like then Jacob, of course, the um, the mirroring of let alone his behavior was bad back then. 
hey babe, hey toots. Yeah, I'm a woman from a real planet. Sexism. Cut this stuff. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he's transported now, the comments that we're getting of the cause, America's dad, <laughs> makes a strong drink. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, it is so good. It's like he has a hard time seeing two dads on the street and shit. He's like not yeah, ready like, for yeah, this crazy world. look. Yeah. Him yeah, and Homelander yeah. are both terrible people, obviously, <clears> but in different ways. That's very interesting. And then when they meet, and it's like, what are the what would their relationship be like right two monsters guys who think they're the the best in the world right and it's like so it's like that big fight scene in the last episode so which good. is awesome and yeah. when you look at um what i was surprised about with soldier boys he's like this twisted almost captain america like what if a guy who's been around since the 40s is in present day he's going to have some backwards ideals but then they do yeah. stuff where they make you kind of sympathize for him because his whole team fucking turned on him and he was just like winter soldier he's stuck in russia getting experimented on for like 30 years so you kind of feel bad for him even though he's a shithead avengers hated captain america because he's a piece of shit sexist mike and they sold him to the russians but then he's getting tortured as so he has like bad ideas from the 40s that are outdated whereas homelander has bad ideas from now yeah you know what I mean? So well, there are two Homelander, sides of bad ideals, you know. But Homelander is like a sociopath that knows he's like a bad person, but just doesn't care. Like he knows what a good person would say or believe in, but he does doesn't care because he's he has no real emotion. Soldier Boy, yeah. it feels like at least has like an emotional core. It's just yeah, like Soldier Boy seems like a real person right who's just uh, you know a little bit of an asshole. Grew up in yeah. the in World War Two. He understands yeah. a real struggle fighting side by side people. Right. Homelander, Homelander for what it's worth lab. was yeah. grown in a lab and admits that to himself. Is yeah. that a positive or a negative? He understands in a twisted way. He's not a human being. He views himself yeah. as a Superman, but really he's superior right to, to say, humans. Yeah. I'm not a human. Yeah. Well, and that's the big turning point in this season is he real like we get our Smeagol moment. Seasons, yeah, he's he is always hiding his true self from the public because he wants to be loved, not feared, right? He would prefer to be loved, but if he can't be loved, he'll be feared. He'll accept this being season, feared. He realizes he can say what he truly believes and a certain, you know, subsect of people will applaud him for it. And, you know, make and we them see shades of that <laughs> right yeah. in the real world. A too. nasty right? question. He says that. Jacob. Yeah. Trump yeah. Said a nasty God, fake news. We get fake news. Yeah, he talk. He yeah. fake news. Because it's he so lets the it's not subtle. He let's has say. that rant on TV. But then I am better. Like better. It, so he's like, wait, people <laughs> like better. me saying this stuff. I can say that and people like it. And then he's just. Yeah. Subset. Now no one can control him. Yeah. Mm hmm. So. So that's scary. And then it's interesting to see now, you know, where we're leaving off again, where we're recording. He almost it takes three of them. We got Butcher on V, you know, and all that stuff. It takes Butcher, Huey and Soldier Boy to even get him down and they almost do it, but he still gets away, but he's shook now. He's got a bruise on his face. Like he's going to yeah. have to talk to Ashley and she's going to see it. Like he is human now. Interesting. Right. He bleeds, so to speak. And the yeah. other thing is, uh, so, you know, Stan Edgar, which is, uh, uh, Gus Fring. Giancarlo. Gus Fring. <laughs> right. Yes, that's Far right. Far Cry 6. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Basically, Gus Fring. Um, <laughs> so basically... Uh, you know, America's villain, you know? That's right. Yeah. Homelander kind of double crosses him. And they have that scene where uh, he's like, you know, you've got everything you wanted, but I think uh, you're going to fail because uh, you don't know how to run this company. And uh, I was reading this thing online of... yeah. 
like the parallels between Homelander and Trump, obviously. Um, but oh. Homelander actually being in charge now and appointing like his lackeys. So like he appoints the deep to run the Cronies. CSI division. Like, yeah. yeah. But then later he's like the deep. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like he fires like most of the staff and it's just like incompetence. Like, right. It's, man, it's, it's, it's all of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it appoints uh-huh. all his lackeys that are useless. Like, yeah. All so this. Yes, man. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe I can't run this company by myself. And then uh, he's getting his ass kicked. So now he's like, yeah. oh, shit. And that's the first time we've so ever seen him like, kind of be unsure of himself, which makes him yeah. more dangerous, right? Totally, totally. Um, so Give Anthony Starr an Oscar. Stuff there. Yeah, he's great. Um, we love Huey. We love, uh, you know, Quaid, Jack Quaid. Oh, my God. He's uh, killing it this yeah. episode or this season. Erin uh, Moriarty is Starlight. It's absolutely insane how good she is. You mentioned yeah. the deep Chase Crawford. Mother's a Milk. A guy who looks like he has not aged. Uh, Alonzo Ball. Uh, Mother's Milk is insane. But let's say there's one guy, boy, <laughs> who's boy. maybe giving boy, the greatest performance of all time. And I will say. We're going to do a full episode, Bones. right? We're going to do, when Bones we do the finale, will we just do a boys episode, right, for season three? Yeah, we'll probably wrap okay. it up. So I'll give the longer story of what happens in it. But the scene with him and Maeve is the Emmy moment, I think, this mm. season. And I would love oh, to see him yeah. get off for that. What a, yeah, what a scene. I, th- I think he's Maeve. great. Do we think Maeve is even still alive? I'm worried. I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried too. He's in rehab, right? Yeah, supposedly. Um but also yeah, you get stuff with good. Frenchie and uh, Kimiko, like, you know, caring for yeah. her. And it's worried, worried, worried. She's like so happy to not have her powers. Right. That's but all now she it's wants like just to not have powers, just to be normal. But now she needs them. And she has that conversation and with Ryan. Everything. Everything. I can't pick it up. <laughs> She's so up. happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like no. that stuff is heartbreaking, man. And you're just so wor- I'm so worried for them. But um, yeah, the, 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 the work that they do with character and that's like an air creepy thing. Like you watch. Supernatural, like it's really heavy on character. Like they do good pathos, and this yeah. is just dripping with it. And, and uh, so two episodes left where we're at now. Yeah. So insane. And I think it's just so well written, and the fact that you can talk about a like literally like a tertiary character, like A Train, and he gets this whole subplot with you know this other villain that's like he's oh Blue Hawk, black people up and stuff. What it's an like, ensemble! And then A Train yeah. wants this justice, and then he brings him to do the speech, and then his brother gets hurt, and then he sees yeah. what it's like to be on the other side of superhero violence on and your loved ones, like he did to Huey. He has to see the, the effect totally, yeah. and he's come. You know that's something that's from season one. I've loved about the show is that they can take their minor characters and they're not, and even within the seven, they all have different motivations. Like a train has different motivations. Black noir. We're seeing that he has his own motivation. Yeah. He was part of soldier boys group back in the day. And he's and like, it's just like, fuck they're this. not all just doing what Homelander wants. Like they all have their own complex motivations. It's just a really well-written show. I think. Yeah. So I think for anybody that's like, Oh, I don't watch superhero shows anymore. Like I'm, I have a Marvel fatigue. I haven't watched Miss Marvel yet. You know, like, Oh Mark, yeah. I was watching a uh, moon Knight. You know, I, I got kind of sick of it, even though I like that <laughs> oh, enough, right? Is. I'm hitting fatigue. Um, but this show is the exception because it's so yeah. not a superhero show, even though no. it looks like it on its face. And it's I hear just that. so well written. Yeah. People say, you know, I'll, I'll hear people be like, no, I won't do The Boys. That's just another superhero show. It's like, I'll it's not. Like, no, it's, it's the antithesis you, yeah. of a superhero show. Even exactly. Invincible is a higher bar to clear. Yes. Like, that's more of a superhero like, show than this. All is. the people that you're their point for, of view. 
Yeah. 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 Are the people that hate superheroes. It's a super, yeah. it's a superhero show about how superheroes yeah, suck. Exactly. It's the yeah. point of view of someone who's like, I hate superhero shows. I've got a superhero <laughs> show for you. It's yeah. made about people who hate soups. Yeah, it's great. And then it, I like little stuff too. Like obviously when Huey teleports, he becomes naked. He teleports him and Starlight out. And then they have the most honest character conversation literally in the nude. It's like right. a very over your head metaphor, but like they're, they're bearing their true selves to each other for the first time. And it's like, that's a- writing. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, there's a giant superhero orgy happening in the house, and then they <laughs> all get blasted by Soldier Boy's uh-huh. blast. Yeah. Um, Mike, did you read that uh, Hideo Kojima just started watching the show, and he tweeted out, "I'm I'm canceling a project because it's actually too close to it's the idea." It's too similar. I did see that. I wonder yeah. if you played someone who killed superheroes, right, or a team of people. That's well. I could see Hideo Kojima, Kojima doing would that. Never uh, make something that's. Uh, loosely based on something <laughs> from a Hollywood or American right? property. Mm. Not like Metal Gear Solid is, you know. Yeah. Snake Plissken is not Escape from New York. <laughs> yeah. you know? No, not at all. No, no, no. No, but no, I think yeah. he's a fan. I think he liked the boys, right? No, but again, he didn't want to be derivative. But that's funny yeah. that he was. I would like to see that concept, honestly. I like, would still I don't care. like to see that play out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. But I, I think that I like, adore this show. I've been adoring it. I think this season is the strongest, honestly. I think it's better than season one. Like the amount of stuff happening right now, I, yeah. I'm absolutely loving it. And I'm looking forward to I see. I like season two a lot, too. Like, I think that they've all been. There's no weak season. Building on each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I always think, Fair where are they going to go from here? Where are they going to go from here? So, last question, then. We have two episodes left. Yeah. What 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 happens? Well, that's the thing. I don't know where they're going to go because all the time I'm like, where do they go from here? They have the big suit battle in this one. And it's like, where do you go from here? Homeland versus Soldier Boy. We did that. But beyond that, Jacob, you said it so perfectly of Eric Kripke as just this narrative, interesting figure. As someone who's been a showrunner for so long, written so many screenplays, is so good at storytelling. You say you don't know where it's going. To have moments, and again, we're going to do this big episode, but yeah. to have Huey and Starlight confront each other about the troubles of their relationships in that yep. honest moment where he's like, I'm just coming clean. Here's all this stuff. On our first date, you know, that like you said you didn't care. Like, that Mike, goes I'm all the way back. And I'm like, but this is drama that a lesser storyteller would have stretched out for the whole 10, you know? The mm-hmm. fact that he just is like, hey, curveball, here's what you expected and what you didn't expect, and I'm doing this. It's impossible to gauge. Yeah, I think Star Trek is my favorite show on TV just because it fills me with joy when it comes on. And, you know, but but I do think like the craft and the writing like this show deserves so many fucking Emmys from performances to writing. It's insane. Costume at least. I say it every time I know they have the best costumes on television. Star Trek, I I might kind of disagree. I mean, even what Mother's Milk wears, what Butcher wears, they're so distinct, even outside of the superhero costumes. Aaron Moriarty, when she's not Starlight, there's this clear character. Starlight's going to wear. She's going to wear a hoodie. She's going to wear her casual wear stuff. Utah. Who? What other show do you watch where you're like, I know every character so well. I know the costumes the normal people are going to wear. Yeah, French yeah. will have a bleach T-shirt with some holes in it. Like you kind of yes. know. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, it's very good, or especially with streetwear. It's, it's hard to do that. Over it. Yeah. Right. Well, I hate to You're give old gonna wear a band shirt from the 80s. credit. But, uh, <laughs> That's right. Boom. And he wore his season on, one shirt today when he confronted uh, Moriarty. So, yeah, a lot of throwbacks, but I love it. Here's my thing: Homelander's a piece of shit. He needs to die. The problem is when he does, the show needs to end. 
Like right. once Anthony Starr is gone, so whether they stretch it one more season, great. But like the show cannot survive without a Homelander presence. I don't think he, he's too good. So if they're yeah. going to do this show, it should end with Homelander being vanquished and then a little bit of wrap up. That's that's and how I look at it. Can they even kill Homelander? Like can right, they even right. Be that's the question. Because now he could just go haywire. Because like he runs Vought, he's vulnerable. He could just start killing millions of people, and then the next season is just like. Holy well, shit, apocalypse, we need to shut this down, and there's no yeah. rules, right? And that's yeah. why I've always left wondering, like, where are they going to go from here? Because it always seems like the stakes are raised every time. It's like, well, they can't get, you know, the stakes can't <laughs> go higher than they are up. now. But they You're all just going to die. Yeah, yeah. Yep. At some point, like, yeah, he's just going to fucking kill everyone and go on a rampage or something. But. True. But uh, we'll see. Well, talking about a show... Um, with no bad seasons, let's let's quickly talk about the other big show that's released this weekend. People have watched uh, Netflix side Stranger Things yeah. uh, season four. Stranger we got the first things. part of it. I think it was excellent. We're getting the second part of it. Many of you have already seen it. Hopefully it was good. But uh, and Colin, you yeah. weren't on our Stranger Things episode from a couple of weeks ago, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, I was in another dimension. You were in, yeah. you were in the upside the down. Upside down. Yeah, uh, you I was went through the water gate. Yeah. Tell Nancy hello. We hope That's she's right. okay. <laughs> I just but can't. What do you I, think you guys did a great one. Far, I love it you. so much. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, I just, I could not adore it more. I've been rewatching. I'm almost done with season two now. I'm trying to hold off. I'm going to try to watch all of season three and then redo the four. So I, I, I might wow. be pretty delayed on, uh, on catching up on these new ones, but uh, I just love that show. I adore it. I think if, if you guys haven't watched here, here's a new thing since your episode has come out. If you guys haven't watched the four-hour application supercut that they get down to, of course, like 30 seconds for TikToking of mm-hmm. Jamie Campbell Bauer getting applied to the makeup to play Vecna, oh. it is oh, yeah. astoundingly interesting. And what an interesting talent. I'm not too familiar with him. Obviously, he played no. young Grindelwald in our favorite series. Oh, um, Jesus, he did. We all know that. Uh, I get um, Pennywise vibes. Who's the actor? He also hung out with Grindelwald um, <laughs> in in uh, Sweeney Todd, where he plays his oh. his little uh, henchman in that movie as well, a little Johnny huh. Depp hangout. So, very weird. But just the, if you look up interviews with the guy, he's so interesting. He would put the makeup on, and then he said... He would ask a PA and said, can you ask one of the assistant directors if I can get 30 minutes out of the schedule to after I get the application on to go in a dark room and sit completely alone as Vecna in darkness, just like feeling what it's like to be this like dark, solitary creature. I got to say, I know that sounds up its own ass. I think it fucking shows because that's a crazy performance he's pulling off as that character. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I agree 100 percent. And I think like now finding out later that he was in the makeup and when you see his human form kind of at that last episode that we got and that that stare that he gives, it yeah. translates like it, you it know, does. it's the same guy yeah. when Vecna's looking like staring because it's at so you. so much practical prosthetics too, Mike. It's great. Yeah. that It's not just this. You know, it's not even a, the hand a, is practical. Pirates of the Caribbean where it's just the eyes, you know, you're getting right. him. Yeah, you're getting the practice. Yeah, no, they did yeah. an excellent job. I love Incredible. it. Um, I'm not a lot of people real quick. Um, he loves spiders and I haven't seen a lot of people on the internet. I don't understand that part. <laughs> no, no, no. But the, the point I'm making and I haven't seen reviewers cause I watched a lot of reviews of the first part. Mm-hmm. No one's brought up the point that he loves spiders and the mind flayer is very much a big ass spider. 
So oh, like yeah. he's like, I want well, to serve a big spider lord. He has the he's and he found his yeah. spider lord. Yeah, right. But like the mind flayer is above him in the org chart. Right, he's a general, so it makes sense. I don't know about yeah. that. That's, That's my biggest question. About Stranger things. Things. I, well, yeah, I, would, I don't know. About in D and D, though, and yeah. I'm, here's I'm, how bad I've gone. I've gone to the Stranger Things wiki, where yes. literally people will make claims like, "Once uh, number one was hit by the the lightning of the mind flare when he crossed to the upside down." The mind flares of uh, transformative beam, and I'm like, you don't know. There's no confirmation <laughs> of any of that. Did you're, you're, did yeah, Eleven no. create the upside down when she, she opened the there, first or? portal? Yeah, she, yeah, it was already there. Maybe who knows? I had to we'll read get, the wiki. Yeah, we'll get answers, and that's the thing: is season five. The Duffer brothers have said, like, we're getting answers. Like, it's all going to wrap up. So <laughs> I think the boys should end in four. You're this should end in five. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's going to. Like, they've Don't already stretch said, like, them. It's the last it's season. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. Season five. And Good. those um, kids, Finn Wolfhard, God bless his heart, having to come out and being like, yeah. hey, it's been three months since our last adventure. Ducking yeah, down right. from the yeah. ceiling as he comes out. And you're like, oh, What hey, fucking Mike. growth hormone do they give that guy, yeah, dude? He's like, so Jesus tall. Christ. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, even the Freshman older kids that are, you know, <laughs> supposed to be college age or something are like 30 now. So, yeah. But- it, it's cool. That's though. the nature of TV. We had 30 years yeah. old in Dawson Creek for like 10 years. But I love the uh, the horror references. Obviously, the 80s so horror good. reference in this. We get uh, uh, obviously a big carry moment. We got Robert Englund playing uh, Vecna's dad or whatever. Yeah. The guy, you the know, Freddy, of course, a great homage. But Crowley or whatever. All the Carpenters right now. It's so right. thing esque, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a Silence of the Lambs reference when they go meet him in the prison, too. That's very Clarice yeah. and Hannibal, right? Yes. You know? Yes. So there, yeah, there's a lot. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm loving it. And uh, any predictions for the last two episodes? Well, the thing is, they say, how many people did they tease were going to die? Was it four characters? Is that oh, true? They teased an amount? I know. Let so me pull it up because we can guess. That'll be, that'll be our game. <laughs> I have always said, and it's interesting that Millie Bobby, Millie Bobby Brown has come around on this, but I've always said in the past that if they really want these to emulate 80s movies, like the, the movies that it does, they need to just start replacing the actors for a couple seasons because that's mm. what it was like for some of those movies sure. when they were kids. Yeah. Millie Bobby Brown said, we need to start killing off some people. <laughs> I think that's interesting. I, I would agree yeah. with her there. I'm very pro the team. I think Steve is going to be the one who bites it this season. Steve, from a storytelling okay. perspective, makes the most sense and yes. would be the most like emotionally affecting. Just devastating, yeah. So if they have the kind of guts to do it, I think they should kill Steve. I don't like when writers like, oh, we want to kill this character, but they're too popular or whatever. We need to bring Steve back for season five. No, kill him off. Like It would have a huge emotional it impact would. on the story. I can't see the numbers. I, I, I saw it on an article today that they said, oh, they're teasing X amount. So let's say That's for crazy. our cases, let's go under and let's say three because it's more than two, what they said. Wow. Wow. So if we're going to think three, Steve might be one. But does like Vecna count as a character? No, no, no. I think I think I think <laughs> the people guys. we like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would be, I would be worried about Hopper. I would think Hopper just because of contracts. You got to assume that uh, David Harbour at this point. The is Red like, Guardian's got to be in Black thing, Widow, too. Like, <laughs> money, 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 baby. Uh, well, again, in be, his arc in the season, it, it would make sense if he died after 
coming back and you know maybe sacrificing himself for for uh to show Inspired. Eleven what a real papa is. Yeah. You know? yeah. A real papa wouldn't put you in danger. He would save you from it, right? She needs that yes. in her life. Yeah. I want, I'll just put, I, I just want to put a save on somebody and say, oh, I would what's be the save? very, <laughs> I love it. Keep them alive, man. That I would be so bummed out if one of the new characters was taken away. And Eddie, I mean, it's, Eddie. that might I don't want Eddie to go. He's great. I, He's great. If you if they came into this and were like, he's just a one season character, it's not going to matter. This is one of those things where I do go, Jacob. He's so popular. You would right. be insane to take this character away. He must go to season five. Yes. Well, here's the thing. You think a major character like one of the original kids. I'm talking Will, Mike, Dustin, Dustin and Lucas. Lucas or Eleven. You think any of those five are going to die? Or I think eleven in, uh, would Max. maybe be the most obvious. Here's what I think. Now I think Mike is the most obvious. What if really? you lose Mike and Hopper? You lost the two things you liked the most. Now you have fucking beef with Mind Flayer and Vecna, and in season five there Mike, will be blood. Mike, the Mike would be a first, good one. Yeah, the first yeah. episode, Mike, the comic that those kids say they're going to race for. In the, mm-hmm. in the first one, yeah. when Will goes missing, when he you know runs away from Dustin and gets picked up, is the Dark Phoenix book. <gasps> You're pitching such an interesting season five of get rid of all of Eleven's supports. What if she was the villain? What if one somehow takes over her brain wow, for the last season? Right. Would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like you I've, try to help these people and they give you nothing, right? What the f- join us kind of thing. Damn. I think or that makes sense. An element of and, the Upside Down invades, yeah. You know, one thing about this season is that it kind of goes away from sort of the, the main characters of early seasons like Mike and Eleven. Mike doesn't have a lot Will to do is anymore. Will sidelined. Yeah, no. like Mike was like maybe the, the audience POV character in the first season. Uh, he's become kind of irrelevant. He's like Eleven's boyfriend, but he doesn't have much else to do. Even in this, he's mainly driving around in that van with those, you know, the, basically the sea. Which I love seeds. Argyle. Scooby-Doo yeah. gang, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Scooby-Doo gang, yeah. Except there's no mystery. Just what are you doing? But other characters show? like, uh, you know, Dustin and Lucas and Max have kind of outshone him in this season. And right? we talked about on our episode, like Max was one of my least favorite characters from season two. And she is the She's character really grown for this on season. Me, yeah. She's the POV character. Yeah. Season, yeah. And, and I trauma, she, again, she did it better than Obi-Wan. Two. So, and can I can I say because yeah. you guys didn't really talk about it too much, and I'm just I lament that um, the the pop culture moves so fast that we lost these. You yeah. forget that Sadie Sink was the star of Fear Street, that show that yes. we absolutely the RL yeah. song we loved on a yeah, Halloween. I would love to see this girl kind of take off more. She's great yeah, she, in '80s inspired horror. That's yeah, <laughs> right, right. But she, but like I said in in our episode, I think she's the best actor of all the kid actors agreed like, from her age group uh maybe not some of the older ones like uh steve and them but i think no in her age and group, i think they're all good no, for steve they don't ask dustin yeah. to do a lot like dramatically no, you know his, dustin's like, great in his role yeah. lucas doesn't yeah. do a ton michael's gone yeah but yeah, she can yeah. really act and i think uh she's gonna be in like movies and stuff and have a career outside of stranger things I think. yeah when I her brother's that? like part of you wanted me to die like she's selling that scene like so well like yeah i think there's it. an interesting dilemma that you have to do when you write for children where you kind of have to look at which ones are developing at certain rates and the oh. fact of the matter is is that dustin's character hasn't changed because 
Yeah. Gat, no, but he's got his niche. Yeah. He's really embracing it's his archetype and they can kind of go, we know what to do with you every season. But he's yeah. there's not going to be – barring him growing two feet where they have to write in like, well, this is a huge change. You know, We have to right. like make a character thing. Meanwhile, characters like Sadie Sink who are maturing and growing up, they're like, oh, you can handle this really well. Let's right. give it to you. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And that's like I don't think Mike is – is the best actor in the group, even though Finn Wolfhard, he's very popular with he, a certain age group. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think he's the greatest actor out of all those kids. Uh, Dustin, I think the big thing they discovered with him was this him and Steve relationship. With the likability. There's such a, there are yeah. characters that they pluck where they go, we're safe to put you with anybody and we know it's going to work. And they're doing that yeah, with Robin always the goddamn season. babysitter. And I, oh, Robin great. is like, Throw her with anybody. Like we're talking Obviously, about. That's, great and they're like, category. Nancy didn't get a lot to do last season. Let's yeah. pair her up with a new fan favorite character. And I think it works out. The The Duffer brothers are very good at looking at who they've got and sort of mixing the pot. And Which expanding is what's been their fun. ensemble cast. Like there's mm-hmm. so many new characters of the last couple of seasons that have entered the cast in interesting ways. Yeah. Right. And that's a classic to, to go back to strange new worlds. Like that's a classic star Trek thing is like to make an episode, just take a character that doesn't hang out with another character a lot right. and put them, put them together. together and see and what so would happen. they're very, yes. they're doing that a lot in stranger things this season where we're getting different combinations and it's, it's, it's uh, and really that's why refreshing. I think Eddie, we, you can't kill Eddie. We need him for season five. I wanted Chrissy to survive. I thought that was an interesting dynamic. Yeah. The outcast and the head cheerleader. Like, what if yeah. they had a connection? You know, we talked about it. But um, Eddie Breakfast needs Club. to survive. Yeah, exactly. So how do we make it, guys? How do we combine them to get our favorite show, Stranger Things New World? Stranger, Stranger, Stranger New, New Worlds. World. <laughs> Stranger, yeah. Stranger, Stranger New Things World. <laughs> so when uh, Hopper dies, Anson Mount becomes the sheriff. <laughs> Hopper, you is it true sure, you saw I, your future and that you end up like burned and in a chair that beats? I end up in a Russian prison fighting a demogorgon. It's I fucking crazy. Way, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh I think a and demogorgon say, eats him. I think we're excited though for the end of this. I don't know yes. very where it's much. Go. I again I would have thought Kate the Bush peak. is top of the charts, you know? But buddy, it's incredible. I was gonna wear my okay, I just want to say I was gonna wear my Kate Bush shirt the week that we did the episode. And I, I, uh, well we can do it when we cool finish it. Just for yeah. this scenario. Very, very cool. It's all right, it's all right. I would have thought the peak of popularity was Baskin Robbins are turned into scoops of the hoy. It's yep. Fourth of July weekend. Everybody's watching Stranger Things. Are you binging it? That season three release, it was like, this is done. It'll never be big again. And yeah. To have it now where people are like, what do you mean we only got half of it? Well, let's talk about it forever and make it the biggest show in the world. And fuck Obi-Wan. We'll still talk about the whole discourse over that, even though it's episodic. And Kate Bush will revitalize her career. You're like, yeah. the, this 80s Stephen King inspired thing has that power. That's that's I well, love an original. They're like, we will go head to head with Obi-Wan. We don't give a fuck. It's yeah. I, That's incredible to me. Netflix just, needs I mean, a win like this. We're all very positive on it, but I think it became kind of the cool thing to like hate on Stranger Things because uh, it did dip into especially and with three season a two and three. And people are just like, you know, I, I don't remember it. Like I watch it and I, it just kind of leaves my head as soon as I watch it. But I don't feel that way about this season especially like no. I think no the horror elements and the deeper theme even binging elements. it it doesn't fall out of my head no. like which we, no, we kind of surmise that might be part of it yeah. um but yeah so we'll see where it goes i i think it's it's great um and hopefully they finish strong we're getting two giant episodes is what it is it's like two movie length episodes to finish hours. it yeah so I'm yeah, but again i watch this whole thing in one day so i don't care 
what format it is. I'll watch four hours yeah. in a row. You and know? Colin, like you mentioned, you know, obviously I've been watching a lot of Star Trek, but I've also been in a very 80s space watching John Carpenter, watching all these 80s horror, Stephen King, yep. uh, Christine, that's Stephen King and John Carpenter. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's the I'm perfect like, one to watch for this. That's really That yeah. is awesome. But yeah, you're you're uh, in the you're in the zone. Like you, and I just want to shout out the uh, Blank Check podcast, a, a podcast that Collins talked about before, and I've finally got into it. And love so it. I've been going through the John Carpenter uh, filmography and just loving it. So oh, that's funny. the Patreon episode, so you can listen to the Star Trek movie commentaries. Mm. Very cool. All right. Well, I think uh, I think that's pretty good. We talked about kind of the three main things that are going on, right? We want to get to maybe final thoughts There's and so wrap many. up part two. It's so many, but that's what's fun There's, about the 200th episode. Yeah, we just you're gonna get more normies. You'll get more comprehensive coverage of a great many topics going forward. So uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the other side for the wrap up. Thanks for riding along for uh, number 200. I hope it's enjoyable. On the upside down, we're gonna flip sides. Yeah. Okay. No one's Good. watching Miss Marvel. No. We're pack. We're not watching Miss Marvel. <laughs> we're talking uh, normies like us, where yeah. it's a two-hour episode for the two hundredth episode, folks. Yeah. Come on. So he, here's what something I wanted to mention. Uh, I was I was playing with the idea of a segue, but couldn't dial it in. But so Stranger Things, mm-hmm. right? We have the second part coming out. I have just started the Umbrella Academy, and I'm thinking. Why did you do this to this show, Netflix? Why did you just put it in the middle of, like, the most anticipated yeah. thing to, like, die? And I'm enjoying it. It's it's cute. It's enjoyable. I'm not going to get too into it, but it, it's right. it's good. You know, obviously, we get um, Vanya becoming Victor. We get Elliot Page kind of doing a thing, and it's, like, that's handled very well. And, like, it's cool to have representation and all that, and, like, similar to Star Trek. We're getting a lot of good stuff on the screen. Yeah. But you're burying this show. Yeah. Um, in between yeah. the, the well, Mike, Stranger Things. Yeah. I was telling you about the death how, sentence. Yeah. On the Internet. So they had a billboard that said uh, Netflix had a billboard and said, I heard a rumor. Someone dies this season, oh. uh, which obviously I heard a rumor is a big uh, line from, from you, uh, Umbrella. Umbrella Academy. That's the power. Yeah. If she says yeah. I have a rumor, it happens. Yeah. Um, so they had this billboard, but. Is posted like on Twitter, and all the comments are like thinking. Is it Eddie Munson? Thanks, Steve Harrington. Better not be fucking Steve. Um, and no yeah, one, and yeah. they even had an umbrella like on the billboard too. But yeah, yeah, I think it's it. like what's the umbrella supposed to represent? Like, is it going to be raining in Stranger Things or something? Like, nobody knew that it was for the Umbrella Academy. Now, yeah. so how to, bad they are marketing this show. You two talked about this on the Stranger Things episodes that you guys did with Joe mm-hmm. recently, where you said episodic, you had the debate of blah, 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 release it, how you should release it, cultural yeah, conversation yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. right? It's what my father would call peak TV, the universe that we're in now. But yeah. I correct him, and I'll, I'll say to you guys as well, it's not. It's peak content. It's peak yeah. films. Yeah. It's peak TV. I said the thing in the Northman episode. Where every time now a movie comes out, people go, well, this is actually the most important director who's making a movie. They can't all be that way. Right. Well, this is the most important streaming show that's released this month, this week, yeah. this day. Yeah. They can't all be. It's no. impossible. Normies, when you go like, 
Why do they do these watch episodes? Well, it's almost like there's too much stuff for us to even fucking cover that we couldn't yeah. even in 200 episodes get to everything we want to talk about. Right. I could relegate myself to just Netflix and watch 24 hours a day and not get through all of it in a lifetime. You know totally. what I mean? There's, there's too so much, much content. content. Yeah. And Colin, I would say we're not in peak TV anymore. We're post-peak TV because I think peak TV <laughs> was probably in the 2000s when you had Sopranos. It was good. It was, the wire, it was good. It was good. Mad Men, early Game mm, of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, Lost, all these huge shows that I don't think – even with the amount of streaming content that there is now, you don't have the prestige of Sopranos and Mad Men and Breaking Bad. Like, there's not those shows anymore. So, no, it's a different world. TV, we're living in a, like you said, a content world where everything's just content. It's not a, a TV show. It's not a, a series. It's just content. And and again, Red Letter Media brought up this point where it's like, how did TV shows make money? Because advertisements run in between them. Streaming services, you just pay your money. So literally, they just want to have the Obi-Wan logo on their homepage. They just want to have a Star right. Trek logo. Like, it's not even about, is it good? Is it whatever? Oh, we just need no. to fill the shelves so that it looks like we have a fully stocked store that you're subscribing yeah, to every month. We just month. need subscribers to our subscription. And we just got to throw. So instead of making a movie for theaters for Obi-Wan, which you should have, you make it a TV show so that you have a thing for your subscribers to see, oh, okay, at least they have things in stock. Yes, um, right. we laughed. We said about Paramount, if if yeah. you don't want to remake or touch the things you make, you can make a show about how important your thing is anyways. Just make a show about making The Godfather. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. We, we laughed. Though, what's happening at Warner Brothers? Now? Give yourself the reach around. across you know? the industry? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> they quote the Joker. Look, I'm going to say this. COVID costs raise the cost of everything, how productions yeah. are made. Okay. A lot of below-the-line people... You know, not your art directors, not your cinematographers, not them. The assistants, the people who do the actual stuff are mm-hmm. getting cut and losing their jobs, unfortunately. Yep. Then you look at what Warner Brothers is doing right now where they just got sold to a TV channel that makes Survivor and things like that. Yeah. Somehow right. can afford to purchase up uh, the people who made Wizard of Oz and things like that. Like, yeah. You, right. you need to well, understand Everything is owned by like five companies now. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that all that stuff – and that this David Zaslav, the CEO, coming out and being like, what do you mean? I don't understand. What's the issue with this? Why would I put millions of dollars into making something where I hope I can get an Oscar when I make a reality television show for $10 and a billion people watch it? What's the difference? Okay. Yeah. Right. That's where we're heading, everybody. And Jacob said that thing about Disney owning everybody and all this other stuff and this shell game of companies and content. Yes. Like a VOT. It's terrifying, and yeah. we are all going to be logging into Vought Plus. Vought Plus Max, to yeah. Africa because it's very yeah. important. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, again, I said it earlier, that everybody is has this attitude now of, and you just need to accept it. You just need to accept it. Damn. That's not true. Um, and I'm not just talking about pirating. I'm not talking about anything about that. I'm literally saying, you have the power now, and we've never had this more in our lives, to decide what you want what you like and how it goes. And -hmm. again, I'll reference Sonic. That's bullying. I understand that. I understand that and I'm not promoting it. Okay. Mm -mm. No. What I'm saying is we have all never had our voice, quote unquote, be more powerful if that voice equates to a collective. Mm. And think about how you want to view your content, what you want to view as that content. And I would urge you, to still make those communities where you do do voices and stuff. Tumblr has obviously changed a lot, but there were incredible cultures on there 
that kept shows like Supernatural on for 20 seasons for a reason instead right. of canceling them after the first one when people really weren't watching them because there were vocal, excited people going, this is for me. This is my thing. What can I do to help it and create it? Right. And there's avenues like Patreon, all that stuff where you can give your funds directly to people now in such incredible, impressive ways. I would urge everyone to explore those avenues. I think that's a great, great point. And I think there's been yeah. a, a trend, you know, with media, especially franchises, too, where it's like you either like all of it or you're a hater and fuck you. Right. But like the best thing to do is use your voice to identify the things that are maybe the best of that franchise. Like, oh, Strange New Worlds, I consider the best of current Star Trek and advocate for that to other people and to, yes. you know, really let them know that this is what we're looking for, not just whatever you decided to put on the shelf. You know, we, we can kind of help guide that, I guess, consciously if we kind of work together. I like that. Well, Colin, as an example, you mentioned the offer, the Godfather making of show. Mm -hmm. There's been this new trend of like, if you don't have a story, just make a base it on a real life event and just have like these heightened characters. Like there's the Lakers HBO show on yeah. a Delvey, you know, the whole crop of, you know, strange, tr true crime. You're yeah. right. Huh? And we've had all these shows about companies like the WeWork show and the Uber show. Yes. And oh, God, thing. I forgot about this. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, what a trend. Yeah, the Theranos show. But the offer, I think, is like the absolutely great example of the nadir of like where content is nowadays, where it's like you can get a show funded that's about the making of The Godfather that has um, – you know, Dan Fogelberg or whatever playing Francis Ford Coppola. But meanwhile, the real Francis Ford Coppola mm. can't get funding for like a new movie that he wants to make. <laughs> right. so rather make this show that's like living in nostalgia about this thing rather than give money to it's the creator point, of that Jacob. thing to make yeah. an original movie, you know? Yeah. So I think that just says everything about like where we're at right now. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't believe I've never put that together. That's, no, that like, is wild. I've never had that thought either. <laughs> like Francis Ford Coppola is still alive. He's still trying to make movies. Like his daughter's like, making movies. Me. Your streaming <laughs> service keeps saying I'm a genius. Could I make something on it? Right. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, we don't see the potential yeah. in that. We just want to make the thing about talking about you being a genius. We don't want to let you be yeah. one. <laughs> right. Me and Miles oh, tell her to be in it. Yeah. I'm sad now. But, well, he has a great yeah, mustache. You know. in a top yeah. So I that's where we're at. With that uh, bleak example. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's, it's as bleak as everything else in the world, like I was saying. But again, I, it's all a choice. It's all a choice. In 200 yeah. episodes, you're choosing to listen to this podcast. You're Thank choosing you. the ones you want to listen to. You're making the choice there. Keep doing it. That's all I'm saying. Just keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, I'm very like I'm, I'm pro choice. I think you should be allowed to make the choice that you I'm want -choice, with your Mike. content. You know, you know? <laughs> let's say it right now. <laughs> Are you pro choice? Have we of done course. it? I'm very pro choice. There we everything. go. It started with the hammer all joke. Humans should be able to choice, choose choice. whatever they uh, want to do in life at all times. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jesus don't be Christ. bother me, God. What a well, controversial opinion. <laughs> who knew that in 2018 the, the society would look like it does? Uh, but there's a lot of I content know. that's come out, and we've talked about a lot of content. And uh, sometimes that's what you need that, is uh, a yeah. little escapism. So That's right. You know. And we hope that we can keep entertaining you normies and you keep listening to our episodes for another 200 years or 200 episodes rick and morty for uh, a thousand years <laughs> yeah, yeah. years <laughs> to infinity secret. Yes. disney they're uh, gonna make me a digital copy but hopefully we can provide a little bit of escapism a little bit of entertainment to your yeah. day in this bleak world that we live in or at least point uh, you to things that will do that for you 
yeah, <laughs> and talk about them. Yeah, and give our. But we appreciate it. Yeah. So 200. Wow. You know, wow. Thanks for if you've been here from the beginning and if you've listened to all 200. Thank you. What is wrong with you? Wow. <laughs> and uh, also my, my, congratulations. Uh, Allie. <laughs> Not even my parents have listened to all of them. I love you. Thank you. For doing that. Matt. Hey. Our biggest yeah, fan. Matt, absolutely. Shout mm-hmm. out to Matt, absolutely. Yo, nice. Yeah, good Good shout out to Matt. And anybody that's written in, given us episode ideas, send us an email, send kind words or or anything like that. You know, we do appreciate it. Again, we do this uh, kind of for fun and for you guys. And uh, we hope you've had fun along the journey because uh, 200 is a milestone. And yeah, we appreciate it and hope you had a good 4th of July and uh, live long and prosper. I guess that's where I'll leave it. Uh, so beautiful, guys. Live long and prosper. And check us out at normies underscore like underscore us, uh, at normies like us on YouTube, uh, you know, all the socials, all that good stuff. Rate, review, subscribe. It helps us out. We love that. Uh, and we love when you interact and comment and say, you know, I, it doesn't bother me that you guys talk so much about Star Trek. I like it too. <laughs> or no. The Obi-Wan canon's perfect. What are you talking about? We'll listen to that. I would I would love to hear somebody Lola's say that. Lola's my favorite robot. Yeah, and I hope it is your favorite <laughs> robot. <laughs> the, yeah, the loader robot is my favorite Star Wars character. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, share the load. It's my favorite. But yeah, yeah. we'll take that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, uh, thank you again. And uh, we've been your host, Colin. Uh, just Mike. And Jacob. Oh, and Joe's Katra. Yeah, thank and you. And Joe's Katra. Yeah. <laughs> You're cool. It's strange. It's like you got another personality inside of you or something. It's all right. Be too damn right. logical. Uh, yeah, you guys like Spider Man. I really like Spider Man and <laughs> Batman Beyond. That is. Yeah. I. <laughs> we gotta get you. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Hey, Gabagool. <laughs> we gotta get you all to right. Jersey Genesis. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Live long and prosper. Live long and we prosper, have and Norman. always Bye. shall be your hosts. Your normies. Wow. <laughs> Bye. I, I almost clicked disconnect instead of stop recording on the video. <laughs> Perfect. My name is Gandalf the Grey. And I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.